Welcome to the Beyond the Reef podcast, where I talk to experts and researchers in the reef aquarium hobby, discussing a broad range of topics from corals and reef biology to water chemistry and equipment. We take a deep dive into our guests' methods, techniques, and top reef keeping tips. My name is Adam Sutherland, and I am the owner-operator of Frag Garage Corals, based out of British Columbia, Canada. Today, I am joined by John Yell of ReefWorks Corals, and he is based out of Austin, Texas, has run a maintenance company out of Austin called Fishworks for a very, very long time. So he's had tons of experience with many, many awesome builds over the years. John is very prolific on the USA Coral Show circuit. So you can go to his website at reefworkscorals.com and then go look at events and there are a whole bunch of events that he he looks like he's traveling pretty non-stop over the next year for coral shows so definitely cool to go pick up some of his pieces in person but you can also purchase them through his website i think it's safe to say that john has lived many lives as a reef keeper and his vast experience is definitely prevalent in this conversation there's a little continuity error a little ways into this video where my video is going to change and uh, degrading quality, but no biggie. It's all about the conversation. Thanks to the direct support of hobbyist Bobby Heath, I'm happy to bring this podcast to you absolutely ad-free. If you want to support us, the best things you can do are like, share, write us a review, and definitely subscribe. Not enough people are hitting subscribe. And if you have any comments or questions or suggestions for future guests, please reach out. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did with John Yell of ReefWorks Corals. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, doing this with me. You're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And thanks again for it was nice meeting you at Aquashella and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, checking out your your setup. You, have, you brought a lot of stuff. You do a lot of shows, yes. hey? It yes. sounds like you yeah, do a lot of shows. That's my like main source of, of selling coral yeah. is doing all the shows. It's kind so of fun. I, I mean, a little bit of traveling, kind of yeah, some long drives. <laughs> some very long drives, yes. Like it's California, wrap was like 20 hours. And then wow. I've been to Orlando. I think we did two Orlandos this year. So that was wrap and then uh, Aquashella. Well, mm-hmm. that was Daytona. So that was 17, 18 hours. Crazy. So. That's like kind of like its own like. Thing to prepare for it's like one thing shipping corals but like packing them for a show um yes yeah. yeah i mean i can't remember if you told me but do you pack every coral individually or do are they in trays in in racks and stuff so the main thing is we do um i have the racks that fit in the in the tanks that mm-hmm. i you're probably like 12 by 15 yeah. but they basically fit into a coleman cooler that's mm-hmm. a 24 pack cooler mm-hmm. um so each rack is individually in its own cooler so if you do lose something you're hopefully only losing partial of of you know what you're taking but we take eight to ten racks on the big shows and then maybe four to six on on other shows yeah on a smaller show um the night before i'm always uh like i'll place all the corals that we're going to take on the racks Mm -hmm. and i've kind of done my sump for one of my systems where i can lay that out and then position everything. And then when I get, you know, I'll get back that evening before we're going to leave and then load them straight into the coolers and, and off we go. Yeah. That's so, cool. That's the last thing we load the van. I have a sprinter van for my, for my job. So yeah. we load everything in and then the coolers and the water from the systems is the last thing. And then we yeah. hit the road. 
Wow. That's so, yeah. That's a, just a different way of like, we don't have a lot of shows in Canada. So, right. Um, and right. like the next closest one to here would be such a ridiculously long drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Over the Rocky mountains, you know? <laughs> right. With being in Texas, uh, I'm basically like, I can go either way and it's about 17 to 20 hours like max, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Fairly I'm central. Gonna, yes. Yeah. I'm going to do rap New York this year and I'm, um, gonna fly so that'll be the first time i've done that yeah so hmm. whole I'll other whole other hours. thing to experience yeah <laughs> yeah 30 hours is like nah, no no that's yeah. not gonna uh, we were talking about, it was kind of funny, I guess. We figured we have a very similar garage style uh, aquaculture yes. setups with a similar amount of volume, but you right. seem to have about half the space that I have. <laughs> but I, yes, uh, but you probably have more square footage than yeah. that. So, yeah. so I have three systems. Uh, one of them is uh, 560 gallons, so it's 10 feet by 3 feet by 30 inches. Um, oh, pretty deep. Yes, yeah. but I came across that tank for free in my maintenance business. Mm. So it kind mm. of fell in my lap. So that was the beginning of, of doing all of this um, and takes up a lot of room. Um, and then my other system, I have two 310s that are linked together mm-hmm. and they're eight feet by 30 by, 30, by 25 um, and then I have two sumps. One's about 160 that's LPS. And then one is just my skimmer and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so pretty good um, water volume. I mean, yes, like your yeah, stability is yeah. probably good because you probably have, I don't know, like the actual square feet is probably less than mine, but the gallons is probably like twice what I have yeah, in some yeah. of my systems. Which, yeah, Which hurts for dosing and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. For like, you know, like the moonshiners where I did the math on my oh, fluoride yeah. and it was like, oh, my God, what am I doing every, you know, every month? Like yeah. It's just, you know, it's $63 just in fluoride. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't like, really thought about that. I mean, sometimes I think like, oh, like, well, uh, uh, more water volume, you would think you have to dose less trace to it. But, you know, there's other things that are pulling those trace elements more than just the corals, yeah. right? That's that's true. It's probably just the amount of coral that's in there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I wasn't sure thinking about that. Yeah, that's but uh, but yeah, like several hundred mLs a day of A and B, and then uh, like eleven thousand of cork phosphor that I'm that's going in there. So mm-hmm. that's my my way is I'm two part dosing. Yeah, um, and then supplementing with cork phosphor okay. on the top. Are you doing the calc like at night only, or is it? Uh, I do more at night and then taper it down during the day, but I never stop. Like it'll keep going, but it's about a third of what I do overnight. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I haven't noticed, I can't say I've noticed it really going up or or changing that much the more I do at night. Like I I almost, I I think I would have to do way, way more than what I'm doing. Yeah, Um, like you think it's it hits kind of a saturation point? Because if calc's kind of interacting with the carbonic acid, I wonder right. if there's a little bit of a limit or a bit of a, a plateau point maybe where it yeah. can only react so much and then maybe there's precipitation or something like that. Yeah, maybe so. And and I'm not doing – I feel like I'm still on the low end, but when I start bumping it up, I notice that my alkalinity starts swinging around a little bit more than than if I just keep it at where it's at. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of go down to like 8.1, 8.2, and one of my systems will be up to like 8.5 – to eight six max and the other one is about eight four like mm-hmm. okay. lights out yeah this kind of time so. That's pretty and i'm happy with that. that yeah that works fine 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of shoot for like seven five, seven seven on alkalinity. Okay. So you don't really, um, you don't like going really much above eight. Is there any particular reason for that? Um, I've always done seven five. Yeah. So it just, and I, I always say one of the, like the best periods of time when I was, you know, that I've been doing stuff, my out was at like six, eight, seven Mm -hmm. for, for a long period of time. And I kept adding to it, adding to it, and it kind of stayed there. So Mm -hmm. I was just happy staying at that point. Yeah. By maintenance clients, I'll set it at between eight to eight, three. Yeah. Cause you kind of gives you a little more leeway for a possible swing. Cause you're not there every day. I'm not there every two days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess that kind of tracks in some ways because if the ocean's around, you know, 6.7, 6.8, then it's closer to, to that. But I mean, there's the whole relationship to what alkalinity really is and what we're testing and all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. I, I, I think I would agree, like just in a very subtle way, I've noticed that, um, you know, anything kind of past 8.5, I don't find things look as good or like Correct. more issues seem to happen. But that right. kind of sweet spot for me is like the 8 to 8.3 kind of. Yeah, kind which of I'll, I'll so. hit like the the one system. I, I have one system set at 7.5 and one at 7.7 7, just to kind of experiment with it. Mm-hmm. And the 7.7 7 will go up to like 8.1, 8.2 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like I'll get an alert on the apex and it'll be. It'll, I'll be like, okay. And then the next test, it'll go down. Yeah. Um, but I do test a whole bunch. Like I'm doing, <laughs> I think I'm up to like eight tests on the Trident oh, every wow. day. That's a lot. But, but some, <laughs> so I was doing the, the six, three, three, but somebody posted the, the kind of little hack on apex on the local mm-hmm. to just add in extra tests during the day. So basically when the lights are on and when I really am paying attention to it, mm-hmm. I've got extra tests going in there mm-hmm. um, at that time. So and it's I, a way I of go, adding tests to the schedule without having it do the extra magnesium calcium. Correct. It just adds correct. an extra. The extra yeah, so you could actually do two calcium, two alkalinity, and five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, good with magnesium and calcium. Yeah. yeah I'm good with one do... calcium and magnesium. A day, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, most it's the alkalinity most... is what I care about more. But um, yeah. I actually something I've been on a little bit of a train thinking about recently. And there's a guest I want to get on to kind of get into depth on this is but is al- alkalinity timing and the dosing of your timing. Um, like, do you dose your two part throughout the day or do you kind of have your dosing schedule set up so that it kind of correlates with the higher growth periods. Right. I, I started off with the, the Trident dosing. Um, and with that, it, it gives you the option to change it at night. So mm-hmm. I've really tweaked that around. So mine does drop down at night and it's higher during the day, which gives me a pretty much a plateau, like a, a, a straight line mm-hmm. most of the time of, of alkalinity. So yes, I, and I alter that. And the other thing that I do um, is – on the trident dosing, I do alkalinity and calcium. I do the dosing to the test of the alkalinity. So I'm not adjusting my calcium mm-hmm. from from the calcium test so okay. that I get equal. I get exactly equal amounts of both all day long. Mm-hmm. So so it's actually I'm not getting out of that that ratio between you know, the calcium alkalinity dosing. Yeah. And um, you find they stay in the right kind of bionic perfect. balance. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. For as far as I know, you know, yeah. as far as I can tell. And, and then in that I have the codes that, 
basically if my out goes above a certain amount, then it'll shut it off Mm -hmm. and the dosing off. And then also on the calcium, if the alkalinity or the calcium go too high, it'll shut it off. Mm. And then it'll keep it off until the next test. Okay. So that's just another safety thing that I've found with a, you know, doing the, the, running the trident running yeah. the dosing off of that i mean that's so. relying pretty heavily on the trident though do you still test with manual kits like oh yeah pretty yeah. regularly yeah. yeah once a week at least once a week so i or run... if you see something abnormal i'm sure too yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. most definitely if something i can tell something's going kind of wonky instant you know almost instantly mm-hmm. so i run i probably have 30 tridents that i run um for clients Oh so, yeah, so you you like a, a a trident maintenance technician basically? <laughs> yes, yes. So so I've got maybe fifty apexes running, mm-hmm. and thirty of those have tridents. Yeah, and so I, I'm so used to it. And I'm on my apex all day long for my you know I have a maintenance company that I've done for mm-hmm. like twenty five years. Yeah, and I want to get into that so, soon too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So. So with that, I, I've just become so like like I I'm. When someone picks up their phone and, you know, I, I'm the one that's like Apex is the first thing that I'm looking at when mm-hmm. I get it. And it drives me crazy. But at the same time, like I couldn't do what I do without it, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. You know, you're your, your, your your best, best worst employee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hate it. But yeah. I have no choice. I love it. And yeah. and it has made it that I can do. I can do acro tanks for clients. I can mm-hmm. do things where, you know, between like most of my clients, I have a wise camera mm-hmm. that can spin 360 and pan yep. and tilt sitting in their sump, like next to their sump. So if I get an alarm, I can jump on that and, mm-hmm. and check what's going on before I start heading to their Yeah, house. to save you a trip, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I can sit there and adjust you know, I can keep trying their ATK or their top off, whatever, whichever way they have it and make sure everything's working correctly. Yeah. Or I can see it happening rather than driving for an hour. Yeah, that's pretty handy. So, um, yeah, about the maintenance uh, company. So you said you've been doing it for 25 years. Yeah. Uh, how many systems would you say you maintain currently or at the peak of, you know, the most you've ever taken on? It's well, that's probably it's I'm constantly busy, like Monday through Friday. And I do between six to nine clients a day. Wow. Um, yeah. And a lot of those are weekly. I mean, I have some clients that it's twice a week, yeah. like just to clean the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, it just really depends yeah, on the I client. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get John right. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they just got back from London for, the, for Christmas, you know, mm. and it's like I have keys to all these houses and yeah, I've yeah. I've lots of fun clients, and that's the main p- part that I enjoy the most is the people that you get to, you know, you get to yeah. to meet and hang out with at their house. You yeah, know, on a, on yeah, a, it's super a weekly cool. basis. You Interesting know, like, uh, relationship building, as kind of is the reef hobby in general. You know, it's exactly, like you, you exactly. kind of get to connect with people that maybe would be a little bit outside of your normal. Um, you know, range of right. friend group or whatever, yes. and it's super yes. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very yeah. like famous people, politicians, like that kind yeah, of stuff that, that's cool. that you're like, you know, but, but yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. So that's, uh, I worked at a store for a few years and started picking up clients. And basically when my daughter was born, I quit working at the store and then did full time mm-hmm. doing maintenance and she's, cool. she'll be 22 this year. Yeah. So. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say, I mean, I guess running a maintenance company and having that many systems, you are, 
you know, largely responsible for, you must have learned a lot from all these tanks because, I mean, you know, most of us just have, like, most hobbyists might have one or two systems or, you know, in my right. case, I have about five separate sets of <laughs> water chemistry I maintain, but... Like, you know, you probably have learned a lot from, I mean, I'm sure you have a formula for what you know works, but you must have tried some different things and sort of learned from it. Is there anything particular you kind of point out or mention? Uh, you know, what's funny is that I could start two identical tanks at the same time. Same And equipment. a year later, yeah. same equipment. I, I'm basically now doing these cookie cutter, cutter almost like like systems where it's it's usually like a 310 you know, I have custom sumps done. I have, you know, old Apex Radions. And in a year's time, one will be just flourishing like crazy and one will just be plodding along and doing mm -hmm. okay. And mm -hmm. and I that's the part I don't always understand. Like, I don't know whether it's the environment of the house mm -hmm. that could be it or the business or something like that. Um, yeah, I, and <laughs> the beauty is, like, I have clients that have, I've been doing their reef for, over 20 years mm -hmm. so i can just put rock in their sump and then move that into a new system yeah so that to me is one of the easiest things that i can just i can quick start somebody's but but even doing that it can it can do really well or just kind of do okay yeah but you um, kind of hope yeah like that you can essentially take a piece of an established system and and kind of right, transplant right. that Throw Are it you, in there yeah i've found it it works uh, if I'm given the chance to not turn the lights on and and get some rock in the sump and get it rolling for a month or two, mm -hmm. like I've found that kind of quick starts a little bit easy. But that's mostly not at all the chance. You know, yeah. it's like get this thing rolling, get it going, and try and make it look as good. And and with that, there are certain things like you know, looking uh, chemically or something mm -hmm. where it's like a client's tank is not looking good you have to make it look good quick. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a lot of where, pressure, really, in yes, a way, yeah. because especially if you kind of have a track record and a reputation, you're expected, <laughs> you know, to have exactly. nice, clean, sparkling tanks all the time. Exactly. Um, but, like, the, most of these systems, have you started them from, um, like, obviously, you've seeded them with some established rock, but have you done aquascapes with, with dry rock? So... I have a lot of old dry rock, like real live rock, but mm -hmm. you know, that I've just gotten from systems. So sometimes I'll buy it in and sometimes I'll use existing stuff that I've already got. Um, but yes, yeah, starting from, starting from fresh. So what's your uh, kind of trick for getting, you know, a good bacteria biome established in these tanks as fast as possible and getting through that algae cycle? Really, just the the seasoned rock that I'm putting in there. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like it's weird. Like I I have one that's been going for like four months now, and that green cyano just today I was there, and it just started kicking in. And you know I'm gradually bringing the lights up on there, and I guess that's kicking in from there. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I also try to avoid um, doing the chemically if I can. Um, yeah. You know, but but yeah, just really just bringing stuff in from from other tanks is my main system. I'll sometimes put in a bottle of bacteria, um, yeah. but usually not. And you know, I've I've just actually from some of the podcasts, like I've just started trying some of the the you know the the bottles and and the zeovit zeobac and and that kind yeah. of stuff. Trying to add in some of that um, on my systems just to try and experiment and mm -hmm. see. 
yeah. see what that's doing. Yeah, um, I, I think it's beneficial to just diversify the bacteria that's going in. And, and you know, yeah. like obviously a, a new system like water and it's like freshly made salt water is going to have very little bacteria. Right, right, right. So, right. you know, and then if you're seeding with a little rock from another system, like how fast is that bacteria going to yeah. actually and that's where coat I'll, your yeah. systems and create those biofilms, right? It, Yeah, and that's where I was saying like if I can leave it for a while before I really start diving into it and turning the lights on and, and go in that route. Um, but really there's not that many other options Mm-hmm. Really, without bringing in like chunks of live rock and putting that on the the existing rock that you know their new rock and and, and doing it. Um, yeah, but then that's the whole other risk is that you're bringing in some kind of algae or pests exactly. or something. Exactly. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go down that road either. Right. Do you ever have any? Find, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say I I usually don't turn a skimmer on for at least like six months. Yeah. Is my other my other thing with with new tanks like. They'll have the skimmer, and they're always like, "Why aren't we running this?" And, mm-hmm. Well, it's not helping at yeah. this point. Yeah, uh, I found until you're six months to, to nine months in that kind of area, I won't even run it at all, mm-hmm. um, unless about, something weird starts happening. Yeah, you know? I mean, I was going to say, what about running it just really, really low so it's barely skimming anything? I'll do that too. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll do it, but as have it open as far as I can and just. Just to kind of help more than anything, just for the aeration and and you know that hopefully some pH mm-hmm. boost. I I tried experimenting with that in my systems too, and I never really noticed a a big yeah. bump. Yeah, you know, bringing in air from outside or or either way, it's yeah. I don't which, know. What, have you noticed that? Or? Yeah, I've tried bringing in air from outside for a while, and I didn't really notice a difference in pH in the system. Um, but uh, and I mean, there's risk with the air from outside too. I, yeah. You know, like yeah. the last podcast I did with uh, Anan was saying that he was getting some, you that's know, right. carbon, yeah, right. yeah. um, you know, pollens and things yeah. were coming in. Yeah. And, and, and that, that that's yeah. probably where I was like thinking that too. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe that's not the the best idea. And if we're using, you know, cork or something, then then do we need that side mm-hmm. of it too? Yeah. You know, it, it just especially here, like we get so many pollens. Mm-hmm. going around yeah you know, like cedar yeah. cedars kicking it now is that going to have an effect on your on your reef you yeah. know i mean so might be doing something everything's doing something right. and i think that's why exactly. like you say you could set up two systems that are exactly the same you know all the same equipment same sort yeah. of method and one will you know yeah do better than yeah the other. And not even like in a house and in a business like the two i'm thinking of are both ones in a surgeon's you know, mm-hmm. lobby and one is in a, an apartment complex in their lobby. So it's like mm-hmm. these vast rooms where there's not this, you know, a whole bunch of people in a small room or something. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Cause that's um, another factor too, right. Is how many breathing, uh, mouths are in a room. Pets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I deal with that to some degree on, you know, people's houses where I will try and dose in cork or something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if I find that that's, you know, chronically low all yeah. the time. So yeah. So what are you using for your two-part solution? I buy uh, Fritz. Fritz sell a uh, a, a bucket, like thirty-five pound bucket that I've been mm-hmm. using for several years um, of sodium carbonate and calcium chloride. Um, and does and it? Do I, you add trace to it? No. Um, 
for clients, I'm started to experiment with, uh, like I'll put in fuel, like the, the mm-hmm. Seacom fuel, because I've noticed some of the tanks now as they're getting bigger and bigger. Um, I'm just kind of, I don't know the best way to get around that. That's an easy one on a tank that I'm at like once a week or something or once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started now, now that I can find those things out, like I've started doing ICPs on some of my clients' tanks and, and just their trace element searches like bottomed out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they're I would still imagine. having good growth, but yeah, but that's part of why it's bottoming out. So I, I don't, I don't know about the better way to do that cost wise for them or they're not going to put stuff in. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, you fuel is one of the that. ones that I thought of, but then um, the aminos and and so on. Um, um, yeah, and remind me what fuel is. Fuel's a Brightwell product, right? Or is Seekham. it Seekham. Seekham. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And is it like a trace element mixture along with some kind of like what's yeah, what makes it, it, it fuel? What's with the word fuel? <laughs> right, I think I think it's the aminos that yeah. are in there because when you use it, it's that green. Yeah, like uh, uh, what's that? AB plus. Yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah. The uh, red sea AB plus. Yeah. The red sea, yeah, um, but not as green. But it has that sweet kind of smell to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a client, and I put a gallon on there, and I'm dosing it in every day. So we're kind of waiting two months, and then I'm going to send an ICP on his tank and see. If it's helping, because that yeah. could also help. I, I could go that route or, you know, yeah. like I'll, I'll see. But um, there was nothing that I could find was like a all in one, put it on a doser and, and mm-hmm. help. I, I still do weekly water changes on all my clients. Um, what percentage generally? I'll probably do like on a 300 gallon maybe like 20 to 30 gallons. Okay. Like yeah. every week. So around 10% of the actual yeah, yeah, water yeah. volume. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And that's on a weekly basis um, mm-hmm. that I'm doing that. So, and I use uh, uh, reef crystals as my, my okay. salt. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Um, yeah. yeah it, seem, it seems like a lot of people are kind of like advocating for reef crystals again. Right. Um, which is interesting. What do you find the kind of alkalinity mixes at on, on average? Nine ish to ten, I yeah. think, so somewhere in the nine ish range. Yeah, yeah. And I've found that you know, I, I, I'm in a, a a predicament because I'm using about a thousand gallons of salt a week that mm-hmm. I'm going through mm-hmm. for client. Yeah. <laughs> so, like Tropic Marin probably wouldn't work because it could go in and out of you know, like they could there might not be any available, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of now changing something else. So yeah, with reef crystals, it's always there. Um, that's true. Yeah. So, so I use that, but when I've done ICPs, there's certain things, there's, there's not a lot of the traces that you would want, hmm. you know, minor and, and trace that are, that are really, um, there. So you're getting some of it, but not, not yeah. enough that I would want. Um, on mine, I'm doing just an automatic order change through the, the apex on mm-hmm. my systems here. So I do like 10 gallons every night on both systems. Oh, every night. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Just cause that's the, there's no, I don't think there's a way to set that up where it will do every other night. Yeah. There maybe there is, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. Yeah. Um, but I'm combined with that because like say I go through four to five boxes of salt a week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. but I also have, so my other part on that is I have a, uh, a DI system that's like the big water softener yeah, tanks. Yeah. So it's cation, anion, and then two mixed beds. 
um, and a hundred percent in is a hundred percent out. So whatever comes, oh, the wow. pressure that comes out of your faucet. Yeah, is what I'm getting is the purest of water. Oh, okay, um, that's and nice. that's what they use like chip manufacturing, uh, dialysis machines, like those mm. kind of things. Like yeah. that's how they're getting that water. It costs me a lot, but yeah, I, I was going to say that's probably an investment. But I mean, the amount of water you're going through and the rate yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to be able to produce it yeah. is, uh, yeah, that's a lot. I sure. actually uh, messaged Andrew Sandler. I guess he was talking about his um, about his RO system, and I'm like for what you're doing and the cost of this, like this would be the best way to do it. And mm -hmm. if you look at some of the unique corals, they're using an RO system and then going through the same system that I have. Mm. Um, so they're, they're doing that. But for me, like, I feel like I'd be wasting a thousand to 2000 gallons of water a week. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time with like, there are certain aspects to the hobby that are kind of wasteful. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I try to be kind of aware of those things. Actually, one thing I yeah. do for shipping is I, I get as many uh, repurposed coolers as possible. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, there's <laughs> a, there's a local, a couple of like medical clinics. There's a Botox clinic that saves oh, wow. their coolers for me. So I go and pick oh, wow. them up. Oh wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I try to Does get as have many. Botox on the label or something? Yeah. That... So I have to like, it says dry ice refrigerate. So I got to make right. sure those are all scribbled out or covered up. Covered up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was going to say Botox or something. <laughs> if someone's getting stuff. Well, one of the times I grabbed, uh, I grabbed one of these Botox coolers and it still had the dry ice in it. And I didn't know and I opened it in the garage and I had this big pH drop because oh, dry really? ice when it evaporates I guess it's like just sucks it all out carbon dioxide huh. production yeah. mega so right. <laughs> yeah that was, that was a funny yeah. little lesson not something Good to think about yeah. yeah but yeah that that I you know that's just something that I've done I think I've done that for at least 15 years um yeah. cool it costs me I think it went up. It's somewhere in the range of like six, six fifty, six hundred and fifty dollars in exchange, mm -hmm. um, and that's about every three to four weeks that I'm going through that. Mm -hmm. um, depends on my usage. Um, we have really hard water. Like my TES is probably upper threes kind of area, mm -hmm. you know, to four hundred. But, where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, so, we're, I'm, I've got some of the best water in the world here yeah, in this part yeah. of Canada. So, <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, Matt V saying that he's in Portland or, you know, and their, their TDS out of the tap was like 20. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so he had that same system, but their their max is like every three months you have to exchange it, um, mm -hmm. no matter whether you've used it all or not. So he was always getting that three months out of it, but I don't yeah. know where. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that works on all my systems. So I've always, always got 300 gallons mixed up. So mm -hmm. for pulling out 10 gallons a night, it's yeah. not. And I guess you're topping up all the ATOs when you do your maintenance too. Like they don't have their own RO systems or do some of your clients <sighs> have them? So and yet another thing that everybody is always ante about, like I have a lot of systems that are actually hooked straight up to an RO system mm -hmm. to their top off. Mm -hmm. um, I have a few things in line there to, to prevent that. Yeah, um, yeah, I do that too. There's Yeah, and I've got and mine too. Mine's, mine's set up at the Apex Solenoid on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then <clears throat> I actually found it a commercial RO system, like installer. They had this little, and I found it on Amazon, but it's just this little valve that sits on the floor mm -hmm. and it's the water goes in and the water comes out, but in the bottom it has this little, um, like sponge 
And if it gets wet sitting on the floor, it expands and pops open this valve oh, yeah. and shuts off your system. Yeah. So it's not relying on anything electronic to like pick yeah. up on a on a yeah. leak or anything. It's just if you get water in there. So I'll also put an RO in like a acrylic box and then put a leak detector in the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. And then also one of these things. So if anything starts leaking, it's going to shut it off right at the main. Yeah, I like mechanical um, switches in. like that. Like I still use float switches along with some other yes. sensors yeah. and stuff. But yeah. actually, um, you'd probably be interested in this when I get the result. Um, I just sent in two ICPs and the, I had two reverse osmosis tests for each of them. So I actually mm-hmm. took the first sample um, as soon as the RO unit came on. Right. And then I let the RO run for like a few gallons. And then the, I the got Shane the next backer, sample. The Shane backer yeah, worry. he got me thinking about yeah. that. Um, that yeah. being said, I don't think it's going to matter as much with my water. But I'm curious if that water in that first couple of gallons or even the first like could be the first, you know, I don't know, like liter or something maybe yeah. is not quite as good. Because I mean, right. my, I have a unit that does a back flush, flush but it doesn't mm-hmm. run for very long. Like it can't yeah. be doing yeah. much. That, no, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And I don't do anything of along that because all these things are doing is just adding for evaporation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have anybody that's that's that it's mixing. I have a couple that are old, old setups that I did where we have a, a 60-gallon tank that mixes up salt. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of went away from doing that, um, you know, once after I'd done those setups because it just – the worry of something happening to that. Like you have a container full of salt and it's just filling up to a float valve. And yeah. It, 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 there, there's a lot of risk in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't look good that. for you if you have some kind of spilling incident in a, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what, some of these clients probably have multi-million dollar homes. And, yes, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, if they're hiring you and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can't um, be messing one around. One thing I do now on every install that I'm involved from like architects up is we drop the slab two inches. Um, below the tank, like the footprint of the tank, mm-hmm. and then put a floor drain in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. So I get to use the floor drain for water changes, for the RO system, but then if there's any kind of slow leak or anything starts going on or you know anything, and I can take all my sumps and I put uh, a bulkhead at the very top corner mm-hmm. so that if, the, if that yeah. starts filling, it's going down the drain. Okay. Like, yeah. Anything that I can do to prevent floors getting messed yeah. up or, or yes. having issues. You know, so, um, yeah. Well, let's talk about your systems at home a little bit, because like I imagine your systems at home kind of get your fine, fine, fine tweaking. So uh, are you doing regular ICPs and and messing around with trace elements much? Yeah, I'm doing, I do try to do every month. So like every month to six weeks-ish, depending Mm -hmm. on on how I'm doing it. Um, I'm doing the moonshiners, Mm -hmm. but still doing the water change side of it. yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm playing around too much, which I'm sure you, you're you like We've all sitting around. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually had a discussion today with one of the store owners, and I was like, well, maybe I should just like one do the Moonshiners and one do like the Jason Fox, where it's like I do nothing besides the water change every week, like 100 gallons, mm-hmm. you know, and just see, like keep doing the ICPs and see – what goes on and how the growth and how the coloration look. Yeah. That's the kind of task is going down this, this rabbit hole of all this stuff. It's just, yeah. And are I you love doing... it because I'm interested, you know? Yeah. But... And yeah, it's nice to see 
results but then sometimes it's nice if you can compare to a system that's not doing that and if it's doing right. pretty much just as well who knows and as you've said yeah. in the past like we used to get results mm -hmm. you know like we had good growth we had good color we had you know like your home record would look good and and that you know that yeah. you would pull those colors but is the fine tweaking really i feel like it is you know but i without doing what i was just saying you you really don't know yeah. you know i yes in your mind <laughs> like yes i'm doing this and and i see those those changes so yeah but like uh, you know like the blues like the blues and the purples i mean are just phenomenal right now that i see yeah um, and that's probably from being on top of the, the floor fluorine and potassium yeah yeah kind of yeah. levels yeah yeah and i don't to me that's amazing like like i'm i'm struggling to hit like one on 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 fluoride and yeah and i'm i'm at I, every ICP, I like up the dose yeah. per day and I'm, you know, like I'll go up like 10 to 15 mLs and I think about like 60 mLs per system per day. Wow. And, and I'm at like <laughs> below one. What product you know? are you using for it? It's the Moonshiner um, product? I was doing Moonshiners and then I'm using the Fauna Marin um, yeah. now because I buy, it's a thousand mLs through yeah. Coral View. Yeah. So, I mean, it was what's that is it i don't know it's 20 bucks a bottle for i guess it depends on the ml. concentration too right because i don't know maybe right. the moonshiners like i know the captivate fluoride i calculated it to be i think five or ten times stronger than the, oh really yeah yeah than the fauna but it's right. in a smaller bottle so like right. you got to do the math and the calculation yeah. but and yeah. now um somebody a, a friend of mine put me on to the loud wolf they do a, a sodium that, you know, they do the, a lot of people use that for the nitrate and mm -hmm. stuff. It's just a chemical company, mm -hmm. but they do a sodium fluoride. Mm. I think it's sodium fluoride that's like a powder. Interesting. And so they were telling me the mix per gallon to mix that up at. Yeah. And, and it's pretty cheap. I mean, that's so, the thing. A lot of these things are really cheap. Um, you know, if, if you right, get them at right. the, yeah. And then if your math is, is good too, I mean, yeah. that's the thing you really need to check, but yeah, well, I mean, mostly we're like paying for bottles gallon. of water. Most of these right, products right. we're just paying for water. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like you would have to, you know, make a gallon and then just run that for a month in between your ICPs and then see what your result is. And mm -hmm. then you could adjust dosage and, you know, but we're just tinkering around, but, yeah. but like say when I was like, I'm doing and it's in the scheme of things, it's not that much. But when you're just adding up the fluoride and then like the manganese and, the, the, you know, all those traces, you're just like buying more and more bottles of mm -hmm. it. And it just, yeah, I love it. It's, you know, the, 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 the system, it's just. Yeah, it's a great uh, marketing the, system in a lot of ways. You know, it's, uh, you know, because you kind of are on a bit of a subscription to it and you worry yeah. if you discontinue, things are going to get worse. And <laughs> Right, right. You know. Well, it's like uh, uh, the flatworm stuff and the, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like everybody, the people that have been on it, like I've never done it, but I know people that have been on it. And then they're like, well, I stopped and everything looks like shit, yeah. you know? So it's, it, you kind of that same thing. Like what if you yeah. drop on one thing and, and I have a theory on the flatworm stop discontinuing that product. I don't think it's the sort of like herbal botanical kind of component of that stuff. I think it's just mm -hmm. the fact that if you're dosing it every day, it has a lot of potassium in it, iodine, right, a few other right. trace elements. And, you know, as we know from like the moonshiner system, it's the daily dosing of elements that 
makes things do well. So right, potentially right. if somebody discontinues flatworm stop, that might've been the reason that their iodine was sitting at a good level or their potassium right, was sitting right, at a good right. level. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that, that, yeah. that makes sense to me that they'd see a bit. No, whatever their secret, their secret sauce is. That's mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Who freaking knows? But uh, yeah, I dose a little bit of it still. I cut the dose in half um, because a few of my trace elements were getting a little bit high. Um, yeah. And I, and I, after seeing an ICP of that stuff, I did, I did, those were some elements that were in it. The manganese was in it for right. sure. So, right. um, yeah. Now, when you were just saying that, it made me think, like, I've tried the ATI Essentials. Um, the, their two-part, which has the traces in there. Yeah. And then also the ESV. Like, but I found that being at, like, one of my systems, like the 600-gallon is about 500 mLs a day. And the, the 310s are at about 7 to or 800 yeah. kind of depend on the day yeah i feel like when i was using those products nothing was coming out weird on the icp but things weren't looking right and then i went back to just the straight bare chemicals hmm. and everything kind of like flattened back out and seemed to be okay and i couldn't put my finger on what's wrong but it's like yeah. coloration polyp extension and there was nothing that was like whoa this is way elevated but i hmm. feel in on an all-in-one kind of thing that you're obviously because moonshine is varies like every single month that you do it, you're varying what you're dosing that mm-hmm. I think if you're putting a set amount of something in at some point, one of those things is going to be elevated and, yeah. and kind of causing an issue. But I never found what it was or whether it was just a combination of a few things, you know? Yeah. Um, but also on that, when you were asking me about the two part, I, all my clients are on two part. Um, so that's why I go through, gallons and gallons of two part mm-hmm. on a monthly basis so for me keeping the same for myself means that i've always got it on hand yeah um is there better maybe yeah because you, know, you can I've, just I've mix up an huge batches of the exact yeah you know it's um concentration 6, yeah 5.6 pounds per five gallons is mm-hmm. what i that was like the brs recipe so i've always done the same thing and mm-hmm. and i use it um i used to calcium reactors 15, 20 years ago. And I found every time I went back to my clients, it was either not dripping, not bubbling. And this was before all the the newer kind of ways of doing it. So it just became so frustrating that I just quit that and just went to two parts. Yeah. Um, Calcium reactors are kind of prone to having blocked lines and like little issues just because you're, you know, you're dealing with these like tiny little lines of tubing and 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 then you're breaking down this like calcium carbonate so you've got this kind of you know potentially yeah Yeah. and then there's some of it gets kind of sludgy and yeah i mean yeah i guess it's a love hate if you're in there every day so it's like yeah oh i see it's working and i'm sure that that's one of your things that you're always like double checking like there are certain things i walk in and i'm first like looking and making sure that they're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah um but on my side, I've always found that to be such a – was ended up being such a big issue mm-hmm. um, that I, I just went with – especially after the Trident came out. I could Trident and a dose and um, you know everything's yeah. getting dosed and done correctly. Yeah, so, that's nice for sure. Um, I was – another one that I thought to bring up to you, speaking of Tridents, um, I use the ABC reagents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And you too. were talking about getting uh, the Mix Your Own. yeah. Uh, part of that, I think, with the DI, uh, the distilled, is yeah. that I don't think he's 
Jonas is such a perfectionist that the guy that owns it, yeah. that I don't think he would trust someone's RO to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just to elaborate for anyone listening. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about how that ABC is supposed to be mixed with distilled water specifically. Correct. Yeah. Which I was like, well, what's really different about that from really well produced yeah. RO? I haven't, I haven't asked him, but also I like those bottles. And then every, yeah. every time I mix them up, I've got a brand new bottle that's sterilized and, sealed. and then I just yeah. mix it up and sealed and I mix it up on that one. But I mean, I'm buying, <laughs> I'm buying 16 gallons at a time mm-hmm. and going through, and then I just do a monthly subscription to my clients yeah. for the reagents. And what I love about that is that I'm just putting, I, every time I'm there or every other time I'm filling everything up. Mm-hmm. So I'm never letting them run down below halfway. Um, to me, that's when you start running into issues, when you start getting low on the, yeah, on the bottle. Definitely. Especially and, the and, calcium. I find you notice yeah. that more. Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, what was going to say, uh, yeah. And, and with the, the yeah, with the, with the apex ones, um, I would end up being in this position where I'm making another run back to a client's just so I can change out the reagent. Yeah. Because there's no way that I'm going to ask my clients to, you know, open the drawer and then change the bottle and then they're going to, cre- you know, crease the, the tubes going yeah, in. Yeah, totally. And so, you know those little, sometimes the tube can fall into the bottle too. And yes, there's so many yeah, little things that can happen. So, yeah, my yeah. clients, most of my clients do not want that at all they want nothing to do with with any they want to look at the tank and that's it so Mm -hmm. but yeah i go through and that's why i can do more tests because i'll just buy you know it's not that expensive i'll just buy two to four gallons of a and then i can run more more out tests yeah for how much yeah more of the a totally because yeah yeah, sometimes i'll let my calcium and magnesium bottles just run out and i'll just just use up the rest of the a for a couple weeks because right i can test calcium it's fine it's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I have found like if you do that, I mean, I can I can strip down and take apart a, a Trident now, and I always carry one in my van. Like that's how much they kind of mess up. But but I've found if you let it sit, that stuff just dries up in the hose, and then does, you're cleaning, yeah. that is, out all the hoses and going through the whole thing. So, yeah, more than a couple of weeks, I feel like that's when you start getting some of that yeah. crystallization. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 But but yes, I wanted to I want to bring that up because mm-hmm. I go through so, so much yeah, of so it. Yeah, so you think he's it. just being a little like nitpicky about it and maybe it's fine to use RO. Well, but you, do you know what he's like his actual real job is that he's a chemist and he he takes compounds and breaks them down and finds out what's in them. Mm-hmm. Like that's his mm-hmm. real his real job. Wow. So that's what he did with the the uh the Apex reagents and then he tweaked it. He did all the tweaking of his reagents like knowing what they did wrong and how they did it. And he's just dials it into where it's, it's kind of perfect, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, it, would you say that the ABC is actually a more stable? Yes. Um, that's version that's, of the reagent? that's his claim. That's yeah. his claim. And I kind of, like he said that, that their reagent is kind of on a knife edge and apex now are never going to talk to me again, but, <laughs> but, uh, but his, uh, they got enough of the that, market. It's fine. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the, the, their reagents were on this knife's edge. What that means, I, I don't honestly know, but taking it from him, but where he kind of stabilized his yeah. um, a little bit better in doing it. So, yeah. and then okay, I'm, well, if he I'm says distilled, I'll distill. I'll get distilled water. It's fine. Yeah, it's what? <laughs> four, $4 and you've got enough to mm-hmm. do the do the kit but yeah. but yeah throw like 
the price wise, like getting the the four gallon kit is is yeah. well worth it. Yeah, that's good to yeah. know. Okay, well, cool. let's talk about corals a little bit because that's probably yeah, the thing we're the most <laughs> excited about. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, something I mean, we kind of touched on this, and I don't know if we'll we'll get like really anywhere in particular with it but you've had a pretty good amount of incidences of like green fluorescent protein infections on some of your corals right and i'm curious if you kind of have any theories as to how that how that starts or you know if there's anything that kind of gives it a higher probability (laughs) no so so i have the the one that it happened to first which i called college fun but it was um it was (laughs) kind of a purple and yeah purple and pink millie that um, pretty high up in the tank, getting a lot of flow. So some of the tips would get, you know, kind of beat up a little bit every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day it just started showing the green fluorescence on there, um, which is all well and good. But then trying to get something from that was, you know, yeah. it, it, it's not an easy thing to make it into a. Yeah, you, you know, need to isolate a small enough piece to kind that, of. It's kind it. of split that you can you can get both colorations going. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was probably 18 months ago and and I've taken those pieces and moved them along but what I've found is the colony grows and it's it's probably a good 12 14 inches across like all around it that protein the green is popping up on all the new branches oh like crazy. it's not just one little area like a new branch will come up and it'll either be the regular branch or mm. it will be the new you know the 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 protein infected Interesting. branch like it almost seems like it's I mean, it's not infused into its DNA, but it's uh, it's sort of maybe in the zoanthella, I guess. It's, it, yeah, throughout the yeah, colony. Yeah, so it's moving, and I don't, I don't know how the zoanthella is, mm-hmm. you know, moving through the colony or into from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, and then I, I sent you a picture that it's it's kind of very subtle, but it was more of like a like a green slime or green, like that yeah. bright neon yeah. green. And now I've got a in the same colony, like two inches from that, I have a lighter, paler green and then pink showing up in the middle of all the mix of the the original color and the green, mm. the lighter green, and then pinks on some yeah. of the carlites. And yeah. and the, the tips, the actual tips are like split, like pink and white, you know, uh, pink and green, you yeah. know, on there. Like, and I, I took a few of those and I put them onto plugs now and I'm trying to see, I'm going to try and see what see they if come you have up have a third as. color. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I mean... So it, I think it's varying. Yeah. My kind of theory on it is like the more corals we have from different parts of the world and, you know, the more they're sort of all just sitting in the same system, like the, the, the chances are that something is compatible, you know, with the biology of another coral. And, and I think the more of those, like, especially if we're talking about those green fluorescent proteins, the more of those corals that you have that are just like super, super bright yellow green, um, you know, there's a better chance that they're going to bounce around and, Agree with something and that, else. It, I had a client um, that we haven't added anything in her, in her tank for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this wall-to-wall acro tank that, uh, and she has the the worldwide coral yellow tips, the stag. Yeah, and it's that blue coloration. And then I noticed one branch with the green fluorescent in there. Mm-hmm. That's all the way like half the branch. So I'm like. Okay, I'm taking, and I told her, she was all excited. So I took it and I brought it home and it's now starting to show that green. So I'm waiting to see it, that grow out and see what it does. But that was in a tank with nothing introduced and nothing really 
like variant that that mm. I could find, and it just started doing it. Now, will it just lose that? I'm not sure as it yeah. goes into my system. So far, it's so good, but it's hard to say because the other factor is too is that um, some of these corals that may be the same species, there is a yellow one and a red one. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. is there a gene that you know is it predetermined or is there a gene that sort of can kind of flip? Or, or, you know, is it the coral or mm-hmm. is it is it the zooxanthellae? Is it is it these proteins that are infused into their tissue? I'm yeah. not really sure. But yeah, I'd, um, I'd, and, and that's a, a milli. And then I all I you know, one of the things is you're trying to like, go, how did this happen? Um, I remember I had a splice that I'd got from someone and I got two splices and one of them died. And mm-hmm. it was after that that this happened. So was that like. Mm-hmm. You know, the zoanthella now roaming around, there's a tip, it finds it, and then, you know, moves on in. Yeah, so, and if it's another milli, you know, potentially yeah. better probability of of yeah. Uh, jumping. Yeah, have you tried, um, like, basically grafting any corals of the same species together? No, not I, – I mean, I've had stuff together and, and see what it'll do, and – and I have found on the, the college fund, I've found that the green is most definitely like overpowering. Like there's way more green, which is same with the, the rainbow splice. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've taken branches of that from chunks that are, are bigger where I'm cutting it back to the two colors. And I've just stuck that into a colony of the, you know, of the same colony. Or I have another colony that was that milli before it spliced that's mm-hmm. in the other system. So I took some of that and stuck it in there. And it's basically just growing around it. Oh. So I'm waiting to see if that yeah. then, like, starts popping it out. But yeah. but I don't think other, that might work, that it now, like, just rubs and they're, they're actually growing because it's the same thing. Yeah. But I don't know whether taking too, you know, tenuous and putting them next yeah. to each other. Is I've gonna, tried it with millies before and I find they either burn each other or they just yeah. like skin up to each other and don't really yeah, actually Yeah, and then one wraps emerge. around or, or yeah, nothing really nothing yeah. really happens. But, but that's a thing. I know uh, uh, Top Shelf Aquatics is big on Yeah, on yeah. I was about to say Kevin. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. I talk to Kevin every show that I'm at like, yeah. hey, look what I got now. And he'll be yeah. like, oh, we've got this and this. And, and I do believe that it's like on their systems, which is way more than mine, oh, yeah. um, huge amounts that, of systems. That they've got so many pieces, mm-hmm. which we've never, you know, I don't think people have really been uh, until this point. Like you haven't had that much success with like wall to wall, eight foot by four foot systems yeah. that are all acros bumping into each other and th- you know thriving and flourishing. That have actually like now that protein is going around, and they've mm-hmm. had a few things like the. Um, I think he said PC Rainbow. They've gotten that's mm-hmm. that started going, and uh, and I know that there's a guy on Facebook, Coral Reefer, and he has the PC Rainbow too. That mm-hmm. that uh, has started doing that. That's that's doing the protein in there too. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's happening more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's from? something we get to look forward to if we ever do kind of lose um, exports from overseas. Is just kind of weird stuff that we can kind of cultivated in Make our own happen. systems yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i'm interested on that i mean like the jamie craggs you know and the the mm-hmm. the spawning and everything where i mean his opinion is that we're going to be able to like pick and choose colorations that we want to yeah, spawn together yeah and and then you'll get those different color splices and you'll get yeah. like the different millies all mixing together and and doing things so that's i think wild. that's fascinating yeah. like mm-hmm. you know 
that's where I, I enjoy. And like you, you showed me some pictures today of like wild stuff. Like I love getting in wild pieces and then just seeing what they turn into. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, rather than I know that this is a, you know, a, a name the, the coral and, and this is what it's going to be. I'm just trying to chase to get that coloration and get that to grow as opposed to this is this, like I can tell little sparks in this yeah. piece at the, yeah. at the wholesaler. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Like, and I you're wanna... like, yeah, I might lose it. It might not, you know, might not be anything I, good yeah. in long term. but <laughs> I'm so, I'm so bad about my, like putting stuff in my, I've, my third system is basically a 36 by 42 kind of 16 inch tank. And it's kind of where all my client stuff that I get or stuff I acquire and I just put it in there. And then I'm just so busy that I'm like, Oh, I have, you know, a thousand dollars worth of colonies that I put in there and I'm not getting to the dipping and I'm not getting yeah. stuff done, yeah. you know, and I'm like, so it's a lazy quarantine tank is what it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then I like, okay, I'm going to dip it. And then, you know, sometimes then I'll do a friend of mine did a, uh, basically an interceptor dip where it's half a pill per gallon. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 10, 15 minutes, but I would have to look that up and to make yeah. sure. Um, Strong. But after, yeah, after, but only for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's his way of getting things in. So he'll like dip and then do the interceptor and then let it soak. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then basically he's already cut and replugged and then everything will go straight into his system. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like that, that, the, the white bugs, black bug stuff just scares the. Yeah, I think doing if you have like a QT system before you move anything over, it is nice to do an interceptor bath, which yes. is that's yeah, what yeah. I've been yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. So are you doing that same kind of? Yeah. Of, uh, that, I mean, a, what was it? A half a pill per gallon is quite strong. Um, yeah. But then but if I it's just basically yeah. a dip, it's not because like I would set up a set a system, you know, with like, say, 20 gallons of water and put maybe a quarter pill in. But I would let them sit in there for eight hours or overnight. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've thought about that with one of my old, like, uh, show tanks, you know, where I could, I could basically, like, set that up on the same system, and then you could just turn it off from circulating through, and then do the interceptor part, and then drain that out, you know, entirely, and then fill it up, and then link it back into the system Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Um, And, and I've thought about doing that, um, but, but yeah, I don't know an, an easy way, and, and, even the cost of doing your whole tank is mm-hmm. is another one. You know, I mean, you buy Inceptor and you know you're four or five hundred dollars in buying it from yeah. Australia. Well, or I got something. a little tip for you, so I'll tell you uh-huh. after the episode uh, okay. about okay, Inceptor. Cool. Um, okay, but uh, actually, something that kind of an interesting thought I had is, I guess you probably stock a lot of your clients' tanks with your own aquacultured corals. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll move things from client to client. And that's also a good part of my business is I have clients with, you know, euphilia that's 15, 20 years old, wow. like huge colonies. So yeah. I get a lot of my stuff. That's You're like, I got to trim this. We got to get rid of it. And they don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. really, they don't mind. And anemones is the other one. Like, I have tanks with, like, rose bubble tips, rainbow bubble tips, mm-hmm. green bubble tips. And they're, they're overrun in these clients' tanks. And I'm just like take them out and and that's what i bring shows so yeah. all my stuff is fully aquacultured which yeah. is what i so try and you, tell people you have you more know? than just the three systems in your garage then yes. <laughs> um do you now would you, things now too you know yeah is yeah, there any uh particular like 
coral that you, you know, you know how it does for you, but you've just seen it do like incredibly well in some other system and you, you don't really know why, or maybe you do know why. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised sometimes at, at like the speed that stuff will grow. Mm-hmm. Um, with like the tanks where it's like the traces are really low or something, you know, it's, yeah. it's dosing and it's keeping it alkalinity, but, um, less hands do, in the tank though. That's less probably hands one in factor. The tank is yeah. Very much a part of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, lighting wise, like I've found like most clients, I'm doing a longer white period for mm-hmm. them because they, they might want Enjoy it in the, the evening, longer. like blue yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So their tank will be lit up white, you know, full whites for eight to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's part of it too. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just now saying that and thinking it's up in my yeah, head. Where that I'm is like, a long, like peak period. Um, but if, you have yeah. to in a business, you know, mm-hmm. like, why is this just blue and mm-hmm. I can't see it, you mm-hmm. know? So where mine, I'll run a quick up, like I'll come on and like a 45 minutes to an hour later, I'll be at full, you know, I'll dip, mm-hmm. run whites for like five hours and then I'll dip down um, to a higher, like like a little lower par and then run that for the rest of the day and then drop down in the evenings. Yeah, uh, yeah. But mostly blue on that, like five or six hours of white and then the rest of it blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting you mention you get it to its peak period pretty fast because um, – is another sort of conversation I want to get into with another um, guest, but uh, uh, he was telling me uh, that he he swears by the photo period getting to its peak pretty fast, like within about half right. an hour of the morning, yeah. because it's yeah. just something about. I mean, I can't speak on the science side of it, but it has to do with like you know the coral, you know, being able to utilize the elements and grow and that right, photosynthesis right, right. period, it doesn't really need that long, long ramp up. It's, it's like, you just, know, yeah. you know, the sun, yeah. the sun's up pretty quick in tropical areas. Yeah. And I mean, you yeah, can, yeah, you could imagine, argue, yeah. yeah, it kind of travels across the sky and like, you know, it's on an angle and then it's above. But I mean, anytime I've traveled to tropical places, like it's pretty bright, pretty fast from a, fast, from a coral's yeah. point of view. Right, so right, right. I wonder if there's some, maybe I wouldn't say detriment to it, but lack of efficiency by having like a long ramp up period. Cause my ramp up periods, yeah. like, I don't know. I started thinking about it. I was like, crap. Like, I think my ramp up periods like three or four hours. Right. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. Which wouldn't happen. I mean, like I think of like getting up early, I get up early in the morning and it's dark and then I look outside and it's light, you know, yeah. to what degree it's not full sun, but it seems very quick to get to that from, you know, dark to, to yeah. the sun up. So yeah. It's, it's fast. I, on the nighttime, I do it purely for myself because yeah. that's, I'm, I'm not in there. Like I'll get home at maybe six, we'll eat dinner and then eight to 1030. I'm in the fish room. Yeah. You that's know, t- most, tinker most time. Times. It's like blue, you know, <laughs> orange glasses, staring yeah. in, see what everybody's doing, like top down, inspecting yeah. everything like, and looking. And I, 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 I know people diss it, but I find that the best way for me to see, new growth issues or like something doing really well is like mm-hmm. seeing it under the blue and then, and then really just, you know, viewers and just being as close as I can yeah, to it. Yeah. Getting really close up for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, that's kind you, of a feeling. What are you running? It looks like you mostly have radions. Um, like yeah. tell me kind of what you <laughs> kind of, what sort of schedule wise and, and par wise you're kind of hitting your, your say acros with. 
so I have on my 600, I have G5s. Mm-hmm. Uh, blues or pros? I did blues. Yeah. And then for my clients, I did pros. I don't really see a big difference. Mm. Um, you get a nice, I think you get a nicer white on a, on a pro because it has both of the, both of the whites. Yeah. Um, but I was, I think that that's <laughs> diversifying. Uh, I think the worst marketing decision that's ever been done was Radeon calling them blues because they're not blues. They're yeah. AB plus. Yeah. They should they have been yeah. AB plus and pro. Yeah, and that's and, uh, and I'll, I'll do why. a side elaboration here that uh, the Radian G5 Blue, when every channel is at a hundred percent, is AB plus, right? Right, which everyone yeah. swears by. Yeah, but then everybody disses the blue. Yeah, that it's too blue. Yeah, and I'm like, if you want it to be too blue, but basically you're using more of your light than you are if you had a, a pro. Mm-hmm. And you're having to turn those blues all the way up just to get some blue. Yeah. Um, but for me, I use the I use the the blues, and I like them. Um, yeah. But I get that you know that extra blue that I want, and and also get a good AB plus. So I'll be yeah. running six hours of five six hours of AB plus basically yeah. on there. Yeah. On and, my and other what's your side, kind of bar kind of hitting. Most it, of your it's acros. hard because that tank has. 628 pounds live rock but it's like yeah, it's 30 deep. inches yeah yeah so it's 30 inches um so i'll be at like two something lower down but i'll be mid-range like 354 and then i'll have that like six seven hundred probably at the very peaks of, mm-hmm. of some of this stuff which i'm very picky about what goes that high up but you have to to get the mid-range at that 35400 you've got to be be yeah. pretty high up there and i have the lights I think they're 16 inches off off the surface mm-hmm. on that one. Um, I've also killed many, many G5s. Um, really? Yes, I've had. So tell me how and, you and, kill them or avoid killing them, for that matter. <laughs> so, so if if you had a Radeon, my first, and, and this is just for me, mm-hmm. um, like what I found. What happens is the mesh that's on the top gets clogged, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pulls in dust, mm-hmm. um, which then stops the fan being able to work correctly. Yeah, The fan then overheats and melts uh, the wire to it and then stops working, which then overheats your unit and it'll kill your light. Yeah. Uh, what The first thing I do when I get a light is just take out the, the, the metal grid off the top. Oh, yeah, because like realistically, like that, just du- like that dust is in the room anyways. You yeah, know, and what it's are you a doing? G4 now. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I've had G4s where there's an inch of dust that I've gone to a client's and there's just all this dust hanging in there and mm. that thing's running like crazy. Yeah, um, I just vacuumed mine. And, you know, the funny, the ironic part of it is you vacuum them and then all this dust falls out of the sides of the... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <You're> like, <laughs> the heat sink. You're just like all of that dust that I tried to was, avoid. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is yeah. there. So... So that's what I've found with that. And then my rep, because I have accounts with all these guys, like my rep sent me replacement fans. Mm-hmm. And I've had lights that have died, basically won't won't run. And then I've switched the fan out and then got them to work again. Okay. Um, they have, so I've found they have no parts for G4s anymore. Mm. And I think no parts for G5s. And they're only G6s. Really? That they're I mean, the actually G5s working. and G6s are pretty similar Product I, I don't know that. whether, and I wonder that yeah. the 
the the speed that they came out with that, I wonder if the fan was an issue, and hmm. whether I have in, I haven't kind of looked at the fan on there, but or something along those lines. Because I mean, you would just melt out the wire, like yeah. the wire underneath the fan, and and with it sitting on the top, I think that a lot of salt creep gets in. Like it'll just settle around the fan or on the heatsink rather than the the G four that's kind of pulling it up and throwing it out. Yeah, no, that's a good uh, tip. I actually was just in my head doing the math on how many XR fifteens I have, and I think I have like thirty of them, like somewhere right. between twenty twenty six yeah. and yeah. thirty. I and yeah. none of them are more than about two years old, so I haven't lost one yet or had an issue with right. any of them. Right. But uh, anything to kind of help keep them long term. I think that's interesting yeah. about taking out the little fan fan grate. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's just a safety thing. Yeah. You know, but you can stick your finger in a G four and it's gonna, you know, you're gonna hit the fan. Yeah. So there's nothing impeding it there. But with it being on top, I don't know yeah. why they did that. Yeah. I mean, ra- yeah, like Radeon probably would frown upon you taking those out. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're out of warranty <laughs> anyway. So I'm like, yeah, oh, this is what I'm doing and. And I told him, I was like, I've found this to be the best thing to do. And yeah, there's only me getting up there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And it's like the other thing is maybe it's like slightly like a liability thing. Like, you, you know, you got oh, this yeah, moving yeah. part and some kid could put their finger in there or something like yeah, that. Or, yeah, yeah. Which you, <laughs> you could know. with a four also. And there's probably a better chance of coming up from underneath, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on my other system, I run all G4s. Um, okay. And and I love G force. Like I, I I don't think the fives and sixes really. You think they're probably the best the best gen of. Yeah, of in my opinion, and I whenever I see them for sale or I have a client that's about to break down their system and I'm getting four G four pros from that and I'm mm-hmm. like you know happy about it's it. Dope. But at the shows yeah. also yeah everything that on my uh, show setups it's all G force. Mm-hmm. So so I run that because. The, the fives and sixes is more of a muted blue coloration. Yeah, where I agree. with the fours you get more of that crisp. Yeah, you know, which works. I think it disperses it. Seems to disperse it a little bit better. But on a show, like, you know, you've really got to you got to have that pop. That yeah, somebody walks. Yeah, you want to present yeah. in the best light possible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Which is which is you know, as I always say, the difference between say like your business and and my side of it. Um, and I'm doing mostly you know, shows, I would love to do more online, but it's just yeah. keeping up with messages and, and, and promoting is just really hard shipping for me. Shipping is stressful to. too. It's, and the uh, shipping I hate, yeah, you know, yeah. like I have to get home early from my maintenance client. So I'm putting off maintenance clients so I can get home to bag something and get it to UPS. Mm-hmm. And then it screws up you some know. of your timing trying to plan. Yeah. Your week, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. 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 Yeah, and if they lose it, then I lose that too. But you yeah, know, I could lose a whole cooler of Carl too. But yeah, well, um, I feel like you're going to get a couple orders for that college fund piece <laughs> from this so, episode. Hopefully, so. yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I, I always ask people like if there's any product that they swear by or have really noticed like a positive impact from. Is there any anything you're dosing? Like, say you can name an amino or anything in particular. I think recently the the fluoride thing seems to meet, or or yeah. the combination of all of that. Um, I don't really do anything anything crazy. I I did Acro Power for a while, and I just for a long time I had a habit, you know, and I mm-hmm. dosed it daily, and I just stopped, and I didn't notice any difference. Yeah. But then I hear also like it's supposed to be just one dose, like weekly. Yeah. You know, like instead of like, like a on a daily dose. basis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it that way. Um, but I would say, yeah, like the benefit and, and like we've, I need to do that test and see if that really is 
the fluoride side of it really is um, making that difference. But I, I Corkwasser, I, actually, I would say Corkwasser. Yeah. Like when I started doing that, like growth took off like crazy. Yeah. Um, hitting that higher pH for sure. Yeah, would. that's pretty undeniable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm thinking about Corkwasser lately and how nobody's really talking about some of the risks involved in it long term. <laughs> Um, so there's a couple guests I'm going to kind of get into that with, um, because I think it's, it's trending right now to kind of implement calc even on top of another system, but I don't think people are talking about the, some of the risks involved. Um, like what would you say? Uh, I mean, I, I probably can't speak to this, the really specific, you know, scientific side, but, um, you know, my understanding is that calc kind of precipitates some of your phosphates onto your surfaces, um, mm-hmm. potentially precipitates other trace elements as well. And right. if you were okay. to have the power go out or for some reason have a like a quite a big pH drop in a, in a particular day, a lot of that stuff could get would be the first stuff to get dissolved back into the system and could crash okay. the system. So oh, that's true. kind of the short story of it. So yeah, the the yeah. kind of in theory, once you start dosing calc, you're kind of like addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, and, you know, we don't see things that precipitate on our surfaces, but they're there. Um, right, right, right. And, and, you know, if you say have a system that has, um, you know, say you're doing some kind of, um, you have trace that's in your be ionic or something like that, but you're noticing this like, um, you know, really like certain elements are quite elevated and some are quite low. Like the, the calc could be interfering with that. But again, right. like I can't speak to the science specifically on this. This is right, just right, kind right, of like, right. um, but you know, that the fact that calc, you know, it does, it does create so much reactiveness and it precip- things are precipitating and, you know, yeah. they're so hyperactive. It's like this, it's like this right. crack for our tanks. Um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's things going on that, you know, could be potentially risky so yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and then also yeah like i'm adding so much two-part and things like that Mm. that there's i i'm really i would say i'm like more of a farmer than i am a chemist i'm really like you know i i never did good at chemistry or biology and here i'm trying to like you know figure it out and 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 go off of that's why i listen to as much as i can and try to take in as much and and i'm better at you know like learning from that and then trying it as a trial and error rather than like necessarily I'm, I'm yeah you know well and you're not hoping. full balls to the wall with calc either you're kind of doing like the hybrid no no hybrid no style. yeah that's where I yeah. kind of stuck where I'm at I don't yeah. want to be doing 10 gallons a day or something because I could easily evaporate that much I'm sure yeah. you know yeah and and I don't I don't really want to you yeah know? but I yeah. mean even on yours I know you're doing all three right mm-hmm. that's your mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so my you're... redundancy through complex complexity <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> style. yeah 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 um but yeah actually I'm I'm gonna have uh, Claude from Fauna Marin on and that's kind oh, of cool. a subject I want to talk to him about because he, I know that he's not a fan of calc and they don't right. sell calc right. and there's right. a reason for that and um yeah. it all has to do with you know, the ionic balances of, of our, yeah. you know, our elements. And that his bowling, isn't that the bowling, mm-hmm. bowling method they do and, yeah. and all that stuff. And their bowling yeah, method, they I think, is is really well formulated. So there's so much yeah. stuff. I mean, I'm going to write like a little book in notes before I talk to him. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's going to be a, you need some alpha brain or something on that one to mm-hmm. like yeah. get yourself to into that mode. But, but yeah, it's, uh, 
I I don't know. I just I, I love the tinker and I love the playing around with it. But yeah. But sometimes you're like, I am I doing a you know making a mistake here? Of like, yeah, you could be adding something that's maybe making something slightly worse, but it's not like it's too negligible to kind of see like any real major difference. Yeah. It's just you know the right. corals and the system is tolerating it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what about feeding? Um, like fish food versus your coral feeding do you like what do you feed for for fish food which inevitably is going to be coral food in a way too right so i've always done like the spectrum pellets is mm -hmm. just old school business new life wise spectrum. too yeah, yeah yeah because i'm buying buckets of it for for clients it's it works in automatic feeders really well mm -hmm. so i have to have something that that goes well um so i've always done that i do pellets in the morning and then I do uh, frozen at night, which would be pea mysis, um, like the Hikari mysis, which gives like two different sizes. Like yeah. I, the flat pack, the big flat 40 ounce pack, flat pack of pea mysis is like the most perfect size. Like it's a, a good oh, bite yeah. size yeah. chunk of it. But um, so for your, because your home tanks, you could obviously feed frozen every day, but your client tanks, are, do they it just depends do, on the client. Yeah. Like some clients are into it and some clients are not. And yeah. all they get is, is pellet food. That's, That's interesting to note, though, because yeah. like maybe have you noticed that some of the systems that are almost entirely fed by pellets like still do quite well? The, the best anemone tanks that I have are pellets only, automatic mm -hmm. fed. Like, you mm -hmm. know, that's where people are like, I'm putting a shrimp in my anemone and I'm doing I'm like, I have them like splitting like crazy and there's yeah. no nothing getting fed into an anemone at all. It's just pellet mm. food going in a tank and not even a lot. A lot of the time it's, you know, like I have to limit what goes in. Mm -hmm. um, I will try and do like, especially like with the apex feeder, which I hate, but like other feeders, like at least three to five times a day that I'm doing pellet food in a mm. tank. Mm -hmm. um, just a small amount, just, to kind of keep that going, especially if there's tangs in the tank, um, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I feel like they need to eat multiple times a day to be, yeah. to be good and healthy, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I find it hard to believe that you need to be feeding them and you, and I will at home, like I'll, I have a turkey baster and I go around and, and I'll drop some in there, but, but I really don't think it's, it's that necessary. And I don't notice greater growth or happiness at, at the house, mm -hmm. you know, here. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's on that. Uh, and then coral food wise, I've never really done much. Um, all I found was like refroids would just boost up your phosphate. Like yeah. super yeah. quick. You'd feed it and the next day you're like through the roof, you know. Yeah. Um, since recently, I like when I was trying the bacteria stuff, I've done some of the Fornamarin stuff and I'm mm -hmm. trying to do some of their food and um, and mixing that all together kind of in the, the, the nasty smell and you know, mm -hmm. mixture yep, yep. And, and doing a little bit of that just to experiment. Like it mm -hmm. might work, it might be good. And, and, uh, and I haven't seen a spike in phosphate really going up there. Yeah. Um, from doing all of that. Yeah. So, I don't know what it is about, uh, the refroids in particular, but it, it does, you know, a lot of people report yeah. the, the big phosphate spikes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, you test one day and it's, you know, 0.7 and then you do refroids and then you test it the next day and it's like 0.15 mm -hmm. or something, you know, yeah. and you're like, but I don't, then I'm not necessarily testing day three or day four and see if it comes back down to a, to a normal level. It's just kind of a weekly test, but I did yeah. that just as a, 
an experiment. So. Yeah, yeah. I picked up um, some uh, some uh, Benepets from when I was at yes, Aquashella. Those guys are really nice, and they, yes, they uh, yeah, yeah. The I pellets. Give them a shout out. I have some of the pellets, and then I have the the finer like coral food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do the yeah. the food um, in that whole mixture of stuff. Yeah, and I've got. Uh, Caleb from Vibrant Corals that I introduced you to. Yeah. That the, the importer, the you know, um, they do, they swear by Benepets. Mm-hmm. Like they go, they get the big buckets of it and, and they'll mm-hmm. do the, a lot of that in all their systems. Yeah. So. I mean, at the same time, I still, I switch up what I feed the corals. I don't like, yeah. I think Benepets yeah. is really good, but it it's like one formula, you know. One thing, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and so I actually really like the Captivate. I think it's the Integrate, uh, Integrate mm-hmm. Reef that I think, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to say any is sort of the best or whatever, but it seems like that's a really clean, like really good feeding response I get from the corals yeah, from that one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I never noticed like everything opened up more, but I I feel like I have a lot of PE like all day long. Yeah. So I don't ever notice like uh, is that you know the 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 question always is like what is it really doing or yeah. how much are they taking in or is it just you know, then turn it into, you know, nitrates and phosphate in the yeah, water. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, out. yeah, I'll look very closely. Like, I definitely have seen, like, Goniopora will will actually yeah, yeah. take it into the mouth and the polyp. Yes. And if you think yeah. about it, Argonis, like, the polyps are, like, quite a bit bigger than an SPS, but they're quite a bit smaller than, like, a Euphelia or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, it's not like, yeah. yeah. You know, it's almost it's like happy, somewhere yeah, in the middle. Doing it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure, but there's uh, got to be they've got to be taking something in. I mean, yeah, it's, it has to be, you know, but but I don't know from that or when or do you do you normally feed that late at night or is that? During yeah, the day? I'll do it kind of like in the later part of the day. Um, but I wonder if, you know, like, you know, I used to always feed coral foods when the lights were off. You know, that was kind of my right. thinking is because the axial polyps are out and and that yeah. might be. Um, you know, the time the coral is probably more conditioned to to feeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, a lot of people feed just during the day, and it seems to yeah. seems to work. So, yeah. yeah. I've tried sure. the Benepets pellets, and just like as I'm leaving in the morning, I'll just throw a few in the sump by my return pumps, mm-hmm. so that as they kind of dissolve away, is in my thought is that they'll they'll dissolve there, and then just a little bit will get thrown up into the into the system during the day. Yeah, I think that's their idea. They were talking about putting it in a feeder, like in your sump, and just letting it, hmm. you know, on a on a daily or twice a day kind of period, you know, hmm. going in there. So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. We're all just kind of shooting in the wind, you know, and just hoping something, you know, stakes and yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, and, and I, it's been a while wonder. since I've seen anything that I've changed that I would say was like super like obviously like okay now i'm gonna do this but you know it's like i feel like all of our tanks like they kind of get to this point where we kind of have a there's a style of the way our corals look and like you know and and you know if you if i took a coral from a friend's tank that was the same coral and brought into my tank it would eventually just start to look like the other ones of that type in my tank just because that's my formula but you know, how often do we do like a dramatic shift in how we do things? It's not very often, right? I mean, to no, be safe, no. we shouldn't. But every once in a while, right. I'm just like, maybe I want to do something totally different all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, yeah. because. Well, that's where yeah. I say, like, go to just water changes and like yeah. big water changes on a weekly basis, you know, and then see like what the difference is. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I have the same thing. Like I have the same, um, like I have pink highlighter in my 600 mm-hmm. and it's super pink. Like the whole body of it, the car light, like the whole way through it. And then in my 310, it's got the, the more blue, the darker pink, and then the polyps are just brownish, you know, like mm. they're a dark color polyp. Like it's a totally different coral. Yeah. They came from the same track. Yeah. You know? like, well, so that's, been... there's actually a note I have here that I think is an interesting sort of thought is that um, does, do you think that coral color um, is completely related to the coral health? Because I think sometimes, like I've seen systems where I've seen very colorful corals, but not very good growth. Right. Um, and maybe not necessarily good polyp extension, but great color. And my theory right. on that is that those corals are producing some of those pigments to sort of protect themselves. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, so, it, you know, I, I think, you know, we can probably agree most of the time a colorful coral is a healthy coral. But I, I think yeah. there's kind of this this balance of like where sometimes like I think when my nutrients used to be lower, my corals used to grow faster, you know. So okay. I, I wonder what yeah. the difference. I mean, most most of them did. A lot of the acros. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, what would you say is the difference between these systems? You could maybe guess has has something to do with that pink highlighter. I think, well, the one in the 600 I have like on a rack over to the side. So it's probably getting less par, but it's getting more color. Mm-hmm. The other one is right in the middle of the tank, right in the middle of all the light, you know, but it's still only on the, on the, the 310s, I'm at like 350, like across the whole tank because um, mm-hmm. they're all racks. And I actually made PVC racks that are just straight pipes with holes. Yeah. So all of my colonies that I'm growing out are on there. So there's nice. no rack below that. And it's getting all that flow. Yeah. And I found that like the, the happiness and growth that I got once I did that and got things off of racks that you're not dealing with the algae on a plug. You're yeah. not dealing with the algae on a rack. Um, and I could fit just as many colonies doing it that way. Yeah, that's good. Cause um, yeah, that's what I noticed. All of top shelves farm is like yes. that for acros and yeah. it's like, and that's like yeah. a, a five way. And then a, they're splitting out from there. Like mm-hmm. I did, I saw it on, uh, on, um, uh, what's Anne as, uh, Anne's, um, living reef. Um, mm. they did it yeah. where it's just basically like parallel PVC that you, you build up and then parallel uh, pipes and mm-hmm. then just drill the holes and then yeah. I, I basically just put a little piece of glue on the plug and then stick it into the hole and then glue it in and then when I need it I can just pop it off yeah um yeah. and and it's worked phenomenal yeah I've tried the top shelf way but you really need that four foot like wide tank to be able to spread that out and yeah. do it do yeah it but I way. mean what that but, is kind of achieving at the end of the day and I guess how this relates to the av- average hobbyist is that you know you're getting the flow through the coral in the way that it would more be like in a, in a display with good, with most good definitely. Aquascape. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, Which is on my other tank is that way, you know? Yeah. And, and, so. you know, as a result, you're not going to have like dead flow areas. Cause if you have a right. big line of just colonies in a row, um, or, you know, the old fruit stand style aquascape back in right. you know, old school tanks where you just cover the back wall in rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. Um, yeah. Flow is, flow, yeah. I, I still think flow is like almost number one of, in my opinion, of, of getting that flow around in the tank yeah. and yeah. trying to, trying to get enough, like I, without it hitting too hard. I mean, that's the thing that I have shot for as opposed to doing a system like yours, because I think I've come to realize that my frag systems are 
I kind of treat them like a display and I want them to look pretty. Right. And right. I don't really want to see a bunch of like, you know, like PVC piping and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard <laughs> you know? for me to, it was really yeah. hard for me to do it. Um, but with it, like my tanks are 25 inches deep. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is that I could have a 12 inch tall rack and then have a colony that it's not peaking right at the surface. Yeah. Um, and deeper tanks give you way tubs. more options for flow variability yes. too, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, but it still makes it hard. Eight feet long is, is borderline, like hard to get a good, that's good a amount distance. of flow. That's a distance to yes. travel without so having a re-upper feet, so. somewhere yeah. halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> but I start, well, an interesting story. I, I, uh, I just got the Hydro Wizard, the uh, Panta Ray. Hmm, I don't uh, think I know that. I don't, so it's it's a German powerhead that uh, Unique Coral import, mm-hmm. and it's fifteen thousand gallons an hour. It's like the the same model as the uh, Abyss, like you know the Abyss Cannon yeah, one. Yeah. So I just there's and it's the Hydro Wizard, Hydro Wizard sixty three, and it's ten thousand gallons an hour. And I put it at the very top of uh, of my six hundred, and it will put a two inch wave the entire 10 feet of that tank. Wow, so you can actually like see the wave yeah, kind of curving. You can see it rolling, <laughs> like nothing else on it. It's on like a two-second pulse, and it's mm-hmm. like, and it's yeah. just amazing. Like, Yeah. Uh, and I you think, know, you I, know, I think that f- flow similar to lighting, it's not about the amount. It's about the distribution. You know what I mean? Yes. And, yeah. and like, yeah, I think definitely. because I have my frag, my corals are more in a flatter space i have to crank a ton of flow to get that distribution yeah to get it to get through everything but um yeah but yeah i I think there's i mean i I think there's some corals that need a lot of flow but yes yeah and this it really was it was tricky because like i've never had it before where i mean it's not even pointing directly at it but it was starting to take the tip like the tissue off the tips of some of this stuff oh wow so i was having to really tweak that was like almost three feet away. Like mm-hmm. that's how much this thing was like going. <laughs> and so, so I've got it in the perfect spot where it's basically the top corner and it's blowing the entire length of the tank. And mm-hmm. then I've got three MP sixties alternating around in that too. And then some waves and, and that, yeah. but that big tank is, it's great, except they're just so hard to get enough flow. Yeah. Like an MP 60 yeah. gets like half, not even halfway to the tank. And it's, it, it's, it's kind of dissipated. Like, yeah. 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 That's yeah, kind of why I, like, um, I went with because I I have the two six foot tanks yeah, that are back to yeah. back. That's why I did that yeah. instead of one big massive. Oh yeah, yeah. Foot I, tank. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and and you could use gyres. You can get yeah. really good flow going and yeah. stuff with that. So yeah, so yeah, I yeah. I agree on that. I actually wish so. Max Spect would make a larger size gyre again because I I have uh, I actually have another big a ten foot tank at the local fish store and uh, I've oh, got yeah, gyre two eighties on that and they're freaking right. awesome. They're insanely. I keep Strong. asking them if you ever if you look it up, they mm. there was a max spec like industrial, mm. and I think it was like the fourteen thousand or something, but it was two feet long, and and I kept asking Carl View and I would see him or I, anybody, and I'm like, when is this thing coming out? Because it was like a massive amount of flow that it yeah. would give that would be good for like if you put one on each end of a ten foot. It would just rock the whole tank. Yeah, um, and I've never been able to track it down. I, I mean, that'd be super nice for it. you for like clients too, because like I mean, anything oh, yeah. that you can replace like four things or two things yes. with one, yeah. 
you know, and right. I, I'm on a big kick right now, kind of trying to eliminate power supplies and things like that. So yes. I'm excited for yeah. the Kraken and, and I got one right. of those Hydros Wave, the four pump engines and pulled yeah, yeah. out some yeah. of my, uh, pulled out some of my, um, gyre, um, power, power, or the, the controller for those. Cause they suck anyways. Right. Um, yeah. 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 And then actually the yeah. great thing with the four pump hydros is you can hook it up to those, uh, battery backups, the ice cap battery backups. Right. So you okay. have that, yeah. like you can battery back up four of those pumps. And I think you can put them in series so you can use multiple. If right. You right. Want right. To, so, yeah, I, I really want to give the hydros a try, but I'm just so invested, but yeah. I, 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 you're never gonna well, like, well you don't need the controller you know. to run the four pump it's a standalone okay. thing it'll do it. okay. yeah so okay. you don't need the controller that's that's a yeah. nice thing um and yeah. yeah 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 i wish there was a better power head that like i i like the waves for the apex but they just yeah. die after yeah and they just shoot in so. one direction and kind of yeah you know, but it is it, it's yeah. a it's a flush kind of magnet it works with the apex there's no power supply yeah, yeah. you know all of those benefits but they just they just die like yeah it's yeah. another thing yeah because the apex can warn you if the pump's offline or whatever it's another yes. uh, potential yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that's right. in your cloud which is nice yeah yeah exactly yeah so yeah but um yeah that's flow is always hard and and getting people to spend a lot of money after the fact is not always the easiest thing mm-hmm. you know like why why do i need to buy another you know 500 hundred dollar pump or something yeah. is yeah gets kind of tricky on some well, of the clients. Well, it's funny so. when you're at the point like where I'm at where I'm like I'm fantasizing about getting better power supplies. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. sweet. Here's me like <laughs> like $2500 for a powerhead? Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Like, count me in, you know. I just want less things plugged into like the a... wall. I remember uh, I had a friend's dad that had come and checked out my this is my old garage and and he's uh-huh. he's an older guy and he goes in and he's like why are there so many things plugged into the walls? <laughs> it's, like, it's just a fish tank. It's just like, right. It's like, ah, you how do you know. do on, how do you do on power? Like, did you, did you go in and redo your entire system? Uh, what do you mean? Like, as far as how like, my setups are, like how my like garage is powering, because it's on your house, right? Yeah. Is it part of your house? Yeah. So, yeah. So when, when we bought the house back in 2020, um, I had an electrician buddy, run a sub panel to our panel so okay. we had a 200 yeah. amp panel and then we ran a 60 amp sub panel so the nice okay. thing is if yeah. i ever need to add another circuit on we just drop a new breaker in and run in. some yeah. bx yeah. and we're good to go yeah. and i got a, a buddy that's a electrician that's a reefer too okay. so he, he one of my clients <laughs> yeah one of my clients is an electrician so we yeah. trade on uh they just uh because i would trip the whole house like mm. Like mm-hmm. I had gotten to the point where I plug one more thing in and I would trip the whole house. No, yeah, you um, that. No, no. So it would. My wife would be like, "Can I turn the air fryer on?" And I'm like, "Let me turn off radions." You know, like yeah. I got to that point. So <laughs> that's not good. No, not at all. And I'm like, "Don't catch on fire." Um, so I had them come in and they took uh, the the wire from the meter out and upped it and then up my panel, ran another panel to the back of my fish room, added 125 amps. And then put in ten dedicated breaker like breakers to dedicated plugs, mm-hmm. um, and I've got that separated from lights to pumps, and then I put on the mini split, which I know you have. Like I have a two ton mini split on a ten by twenty room, um, but that all of that then runs onto a uh, generator plug that mm-hmm. I can plug in and power up the whole nice. thing from my yeah. generator. So. Nice. But, but yeah, that was my big expense this year. Was like taking the power thing out of my my concern yeah like, totally 
huge. Yeah. Like now I can plug things in and I'm not worried what's running or what's going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that's so, yeah, a good place that's... to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask actually, we'll, yeah, we'll probably close up pretty soon because it's getting a little, yeah. little bit late. We've been going end. on a while. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess, yeah, I'm going to do, we'll do rapid fire questions quickly. But uh, I just wanted to ask, um, because I'm kind of curious about this, like I asked a lot of people this, like, um, what's your kind of go to sort of strategy if you see saying, let's maybe focus on acros, if something's kind of not looking so good, like lacking polyp extension or losing color, like, whereas the overall system seems to be doing well, like, outside of pests, which I think, you know, let's put that outside, what are some of the things you would kind of consider? It depends, and I know we've we've discussed it, like the the whole uh, like the bacterial thing that we mm-hmm. seem to be getting. Um, that has been. I, I feel like everybody's everybody seems to be like having some kind of issue with that. Yeah, um, and there's so much talk about it, use use of antibiotics right now. I'm just yes. kind of, you know, I wonder if there's anything else we should be focusing on. That's what I would. I, I am. That's why I'm going down this path of you know trying to add bacteria that. Personally, my opinion of of what's kind of going on is since Indo opened up, I think a lot of people like bringing stuff in. There's been some weird bacteria coming in, and mm-hmm. and I think that that is you can't. I, I feel like you can't really dip that away, even if you buy a frag from someone. It could be something that's mm-hmm. coming in and and having that kind of issue. Um, not that that's you know that's kind of that the the stuff turning black. You know, which is yeah, kind of the, the telltale sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, and inside the like the on a table, like it'll start on the inside parts of the the branches and stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll start seeing it. Um, but I've I've found only thing that that going through quarantine wise of, of stuff like that is like doing the cipro or doing the antibiotics, which mm-hmm. nobody wants to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't. You know, if something's going, that's the only way really to stop that from yeah. from going. And my concern um, with it um, is, you know, it's not only the sort of potential bacteria resistance to it, but you, you know, your your biofilms on your surfaces that sort of like make your system function are so important and you really impacting those with the treatment. You're just nuking it. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's those are, those are the kind of things that make a tank really run well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and, yeah. and if you did that to one tank and you just move anything from another tank, like you're just reintroducing that same thing, probably back over from yeah. one to the other. Um, I, I I don't know how anybody else is is able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I've, I've just heard like a few people have had seen issues or had some issues, and there's there's no natural fix. I yeah. don't find. Well, what since I wiped through. out, we talked about this. We both did end up doing an antibiotic treatment on our systems, yeah. and I was able to eradicate. Um, I would say ninety percent of that black base mm-hmm. thing. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then yeah. since then, I've been dosing like a few different brands of bacteria. Um, exactly. The same you know, thing. and I'm just hoping that maybe now, like, I'm sure some of those strains that did the black base thing are still kicking around. But I'm hoping that yeah. some of these other strains overpower them. Yeah. Overpower yeah, them. The, populate the more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I've tried the, the uh, what's the, the biome test, the mm-hmm. micro, you know, the um, 
bi no not bionics what's yeah, the aquabiomics yeah aquabiomics yeah i've tried that and <laughs> i don't know whether it's me but like both times it was just like i got a failed test um oh. one would well one worked and it was like you have very low bacteria in your tank, which I've heard a lot of people that have very successful tanks say the same thing. Was this um, post doing any kind of antibiotic or was this before you had done that? Before, like yeah. I've done this in the past. And then I actually did it on the quarantine system when I was seeing things just to try and see what it is. And I did the swab around and then there wasn't enough on the swab, I guess, to, mm. to actually get a test. Mm -hmm. So then he sent me new ones to do and I just haven't done it since. I mm -hmm. mean, I just... I, I know we have to keep sending things in to try and get that that history yeah, going. Yeah, help help him build his database. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then you, in your mind you're like, I'm gonna wait until there's something, and then try and you know like swab that where it's going on, and then see what what comes of it. And mm -hmm. uh, I just haven't had that opportunity to like do that. And you're either jumping on it to fix it or and not thinking about it, and then you're like, oh well, that was too late now. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I don't know the answer to all of all of that. I mean, I've known a couple of people. Um, I don't know if they remember Drew Canali. Do you remember Drew Canali? No, he I was like so. a, he was four or five years ago, but like one of the kind of top home grower guys. Like mm -hmm. his home records were amazing. The best uh, um, uh, Rainbow MV was was mm -hmm. his were the best. That's where everybody got theirs from. Mm -hmm. The Matt V stuff. Cool. Um, and I remember messaging with him and it was right after Indo opened and everything that he had tenuous wise or, you know, got wiped out. Mm. Like, and he could not figure out what it was. And I'm just yeah. wondering if that, that was that issue, yeah. you know, like everything so else kind of checked out on paper. Yeah. Nothing yeah. was wrong. There was, mm -hmm. And, and I think he's out of the hobby because like he lost almost just, all his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Without yeah, being able to go like, I'm going to Cipro this or I'm going to do like hit this really hard because you're going to see everything snowball out, yeah. you know. It's the tough thing but, with when, when some things are starting to kind of go sideways a little bit. You know, you might make a little bit of an adjustment or a change or like mm -hmm. test a bunch of stuff. And, and the next day it doesn't really look any better. And the next day it looks maybe a little bit worse. And then it's like, and then another one doesn't look as good. And you're just like, what and the one It's on? next to it. Like the yeah. one next to it. And you're like, oh, that's not working. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. It's a I tough. I don't know. I mean. I don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I kind of scares me on bringing in wild stuff almost now without mm -hmm. like, basically I feel like you, you should be, or we could, if we could figure out some kind of like treatment, whether it's iodine, whether it's, you know, a Cipro dip or something yeah. that yeah. would, would take that new tissue and, and cause you can dip it out and I'm sure it's the bacteria is still living in the tissue of the, yeah. of the like you're not, you're not nuking that out. You I mean, know? it's, it's hard to test. say. I mean, you could be, say you brought in a bunch of acros and you did a Cipro bath on them in a higher concentration for an hour or something. Um, you might yeah. actually be messing up the microbiome of the coral too. And then you lose the coral. Yeah. yeah. And you, it's, you know, you're really messing with it at that point. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I actually have some Indo acros like we were talking about coming yeah. next week. So I'm kind of like, well, they're not going in the main SPS system. I, I cleared space in the LPS system right in the middle. Yeah. I know so. you do the LPS side yeah. of it for, for a while. But yeah. And I added yeah, some I extra lights to the middle of the yeah. tank. So it's it's all prime for acros now. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, that side just kind of worries me. And mm -hmm. I, I think a few people have run into that, like that, you know, kind of growers and farmers that are they're kind of seeing some of that kind of popping up and i mm -hmm. i 
it's not of anybody's fault or anything. I just, I, I don't know where it's, what's coming in, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it could be, you just buy an aquacultured frag that's been around for years, mm-hmm. but it's in the same system as one of those. And then you're bringing that into your system, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and at the same time, like I have a friend that has corals only from my tank and, you know, I think because one of the corals that had that black base issue was mm-hmm. the confetti and I put a frag in his tank and it does like that issue went away right away. You know, it yeah, just like grew yeah. and like looked the way it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. So is that something we're, we're tinkering a lot or we're like, you know, we're growing so much stuff that that we're low on. It wouldn't be bacteria, but we're the we're we're deficient of something that's that's given that ecosystem yeah and that's kind of what i've I've gotten more on the train of along with this infusing more bacteria into the tank maybe adding some carbon sources too is is a good way because like um, the guy you were talking that was yeah 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 he was yeah because i think the carbon sources i mean you can't pick what bacteria the carbon sources are going to feed but um i kind of get the impression that um I kind of get the impression, like, especially since I've, like, treated the system with antibiotics and then started dosing bacteria, I feel like things have looked better once I've done carbon dosing as well. Right, right. So I feel like it's favoring those those better strains. That's Uh, good. Yeah. yeah. I might have to give that a shot. Yeah. The other one, just quickly, that we were, you know, that we'd heard, like, I know Paletta was talking about it being in the frozen food. Yeah. And then, like, microwaving your food. And I'm actually doing that just cause you know but i feel like then what are you doing to the food and i wondered about that I, too because it's it's I, like raw food and then it like is a just very so cook slightly it. cooked yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then you're like well he says 15 seconds but should i do 30 should i do you know like yeah. how much water is in there and, and what's the best the best kind of way to do that and but then how it i still don't see like a frozen block of pe mysis like I feel there's a better chance this is all coming from wild corals than it is from yeah, frozen food. I think but so. I don't know his like, you know, source of that that kind of claim. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, sure. Well, I'll talk to him about it. We're gonna have him on soon. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll okay, be able cool. to get into that. But yeah, the idea is that maybe some of these frozen food products have some bacteria, and that you can microwave it to kind of essentially sterilize yeah. it before you feed it. Yeah. 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 After oh, you thaw it out, thaw it out, then microwave. Yeah, store it out first, yeah. and then and then. But like, say, like, okay, do you want fifty mLs of water, a hundred mL? Like, what are you then microwaving? Yeah, yeah. To no, that's not an exact for? science. Like, I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to get into Try some get specifics. It from I'm sure Mike's Mike's podcast will probably go like five hours. So yeah. Yeah. He'll keep going. <laughs> keep you going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, so it yeah, is yeah. like kind of late for you. Do you want to just call it, or do you want to whip through a rapid fire question? Session? No, let's go. I'm, okay. I'm in. I'm, I got time. Okay, good. sounds good. Okay, so and remember to answer. You can give me like a weird left field answer if okay. if you want. Like, uh, okay, so favorite fish? Uh, flamingo tang. Okay, nice. Uh, they're, fav- they're like the biggest puppy dogs. You yeah, can yeah, they are, uh, and they. Yeah, go ahead. Favorite <laughs> SPS, if you could pick a, you can say species or a, a name coral or whatever. Uh, probably millies. Yeah. Like, I, I you know, uh, you always go back to that. Like, yeah. you know, I'd say that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. As, I mean, I'm, well, I mean, I, there's a few I love, but I, I would say right. as I far love as just your for the staple. Chapel. I love, yeah. yeah. 
but your staple SPS that you were attracted to the first time you saw it was probably a Millie. Yeah. Yeah. A a hairy Millie is like, Mm -hmm. that sounds kind of weird, but. but. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Hairy Millie just flowing in the, in the breeze is just phenomenal. Yeah, totally. And the color variants and and so on. So, Mm -hmm. and they're easy to get that color out of. Yeah, you know? and I would say also millies are a very good indicator of the health of your acros too. Most because, definitely. You know, Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, that polyp is going to extend and and be out yeah. more. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. favorite LPS? Space Invader, Pectinia. Oh, yeah, that's a good classic, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I grow so much of that and sell so much of that, and it's just – it's one of the things – the only ones I have that are basically in one of my systems, yeah. you know, that that I love it. Yeah, and it's then a cool you just got to keep it away from everything. And I have a yeah. pair of clowns that host in the. I have one that's about this big, and the clowns just host in there, and and they love it. So. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay, favorite softy. Hmm, Zoas, I guess. I'm not a big Zoa fan, but but if I had to pick a softy, it'd yeah. probably be. Yeah, there's some I'd pretty amazing Zoa, ones. Would that be classed as softy? Is that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how much I know. <laughs> yeah, I just got a little mini colony of those strats, and they're pretty. Uh-huh. They're pretty amazing. They're pretty I like alien a, looking. <laughs> yeah, side side thing. I I have a uh, Vietnamese restaurant that I do their tank, mm-hmm. and I walked in and I and I like go to service their tank, and there's a round tile with like ten strats on it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I text the owner, I'm like, why do you have like two hundred dollar piece like. Zoas in your tank, and he goes, "It was a gift, <laughs> like, yeah. like random, like yeah. I, I don't know from who or where." Yeah, or probably what. didn't get quarantined straight in there, but yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure it's They've good. done all kinds of weird stuff in there. Yeah, so. yeah, oh, that's funny. Uh, okay, yeah. so favorite light source or product you would say? G four back any period. So the G four radions. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nice. Okay, I loved halides, but I only did it for clients and. Yeah. The side effects were just and the chillers and the I mean just you know but I would love it if I I would love to experiment with that but mm-hmm. but I would say Brady on G Force okay all day uh, what would you say is your favorite product line for additives like if you're gonna just pick one product line to kind of run an entire system on probably I'm loving the Fauna Marin yeah like, yeah I, I, there I mean I I'm only kind of kind of going into that and then the Moonshiners but. But for the variety of, of different things, I'm really liking yeah. – like if I'm looking for something, I'm looking at Fornamara now. Yeah. So, you know, through CoralView, I have a, an account with CoralView. So I'll yeah. just – I'll get yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, they took, you know? they, they took on Fauna recently, I think. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, might they have had Aquaforest before that, and I think that's where they switched from. I could be wrong on okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Didn't uh, I go to uh, Aperture? Maybe, Yeah. I don't know. Did the BRS and those guys take it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Fauna is great. Uh, (laughs) Big plug for them. Uh, So favorite salt? I mean, even if you think back and span over the past kind of decade or so, what would you say? I love the big bags of Tropic Marin, like the the, the store use stuff. That's what I'm using. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to, what's that? Lou. Lou. Yeah. And, but you're supposed to carry like 10, um, barcode like 10 products for the store to be able to get that so the mm-hmm. store that i work with that i get all that stuff from they're not carrying it so i've, I've got to work on him a little bit more but then i kind of went back to just reef crystals because i use so much yeah so yeah no that's that's fair it's but probably, I probably it. the best I economy salt so yeah you know and some but people not, might even argue it's the best salt i don't yeah. know it's yeah. not that expensive 
for the Tropic Marin and in, you know, the big bags. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It? I used that for a few years and I loved it. You know. So. Yeah. I just bought enough of it that I'm good for I don't know, a couple of years at my rate. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that works for my me. rate is like it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, yeah. So it, yeah. it stuck on that. So yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume your favorite con- aquarium controller is going to be the Apex system. Yes, the love-hate relationship, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but it's working but yes. for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've gotten them a lot of business over the years. From a lot yes, of systems. yeah. Uh, yeah. Favorite wave pump? We kind of talked about wave pumps, but what do you kind of... <sighs> Uh, the the ray I love. Well, let's say for the average hobbyist, that, that, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they make cannon. a smaller one. It's only like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'd have to say probably uh, the Vortex, like the MPs. Yeah. Um, for longevity, like yeah. I've got some Vortex that are still on the white controller. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah, I've got some that I think like, are 15 years old, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you'll mess up the wet side every now and again, or yeah. and you can buy either side. But but the MP60s I've got and MP40s have run forever. Yeah, um, totally. You know, I don't like that you can't point them or do much with them. But, but other than that, I think, you know. Yeah, they um, do. I feel I, like they pull more back on their way yes. out than a lot of other pumps do. And that's something people don't give them enough credit for. They have a lot of backflow. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever yeah, yeah. reason, the that's way that fine. it works. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I, I probably concur on that, but gyres are a close second for me. Uh, okay. Just the cleaning yeah. of gyres drives yeah, me crazy. Yeah, I agree. The time. Yeah. I love them, but, but also I hate them. And yeah. on a maintenance side, I do it all day. So then I get home and then have to do it on my stuff. Yeah. So as little as I possibly can. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Most hated pest. Uh, I would probably the Monty New to Bronx mm-hmm. because there's they'll they'll travel like they do, they're not yeah. just you know if I've had a client with them and and we basically just had to rip everything out. Yeah. Um, Enough peppermint shrimp will take care of them though. Yeah, we've done that too. It's just getting mm-hmm. it in a. a you know, speedy amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, but yes, yeah, that will definitely help. Um, an aptasia like for yeah. clients and, and for me is, yeah, that must be it, really it, important from your side as a doing maintenance. Hey, and so this is like, yes. don't ever let one friggin' aptasia get in there. Yeah. And, and the other one that's not as big of an issue for me, but for clients is the, the white little starfish. Mm. Yeah. They hate them because then, then they'll they be get- like, harlequin 200 on this on the on the glass and they're like get rid of this but you, you could know? just do a rent a harlequin you know just have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a few of them that, that you bounce I, them I, from sure. tanks to tanks they break the so, population down you move them to another <laughs> tank you know yet another side note uh <laughs> i have a client that's a hospital and i actually lease the tank to the hospital mm-hmm. and put a harlequin in and now the staff of the hospital love the harlequin so much they all go try to find it that I'm having to take <laughs> Asterina's from another tank. <laughs> Asterina's from, yeah. from my other system and client systems and take them to their tank now. Like That's I'm funny. actually feeding that thing, like, yeah. like putting it in instead of it just taking them out. So yeah, there's a, no, there's no, they don't want it coming out of there. I, so. I, there's those certain things that are just like a good party trick, you know, that we have in our yeah. tanks. Like, a, yeah. the, the yeah. you know, look at this freaking thing. This looks like, yeah. like it is not from earth. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Those like black sea slugs that I have, like they last for years and years and they just, you know, they shit out all the sand as they go along. But people love those. Like, yeah. like. Anywhere I put those, that that's what people are searching for. Yeah. So yeah, kind of funky, yeah. weird stuff. 
totally. Yeah, shrimp, you know, all those kind of things that they're like trying to find. But things that they don't see very often are like the things they're hunting down. So. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. All right. Well, the final question is the big question. Uh, so <laughs> if you were in a life life circumstance and financial position, would you set up something like the 14,000-gallon polo reef? Yes. Yes. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Would you do anything um, differently? Oh. No, I don't think. I think he's doing like the best he can. Maybe flow. Like I think I'm sure that if you asked him, it, he may have done more with flow because he keeps adding in all I mean, the big he's gonna keep changing abyss things. and stuff. Yeah. I guess I mean, more he's what adding I mean in those is huge things, you know? Yeah. More what I mean is uh, from a design perspective, would you do it different, like different dimensions or something like that? I like it. I, yeah. I, I kind of like the whole thing of it. It's like deep. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, the, the depth of it is what kind of to me is that like every person that comes and talks to me, they're like, I want to tank from like floor to ceiling. You're mm-hmm. like, OK, well, how many millions you got? Because that's what it's going to be, you know, yeah. and yeah. and it quickly changes from that, you know. But yeah. but I, I kind of like what he did. I'm sure I'd tinker it with it some, or if you know, find a client that wants to do it. But I don't even know if I'd want to do that because that's way too much more of my time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you're. I, there's a guy that did uh, an Austin guy that did a 5,500 gallon. Um, it's pretty big. They got it. Yeah, they got it built, and it was that same kind of. It was like fiberglass. Uh, mm-hmm. Tenzi, tons. No, uh, there's a company out of California that do all the the uh, um, displays and stuff. They mm-hmm. actually installed it. And it's a guy that I know that does maintenance that does it. But I can only imagine he's there like at least yeah. a day a week. Yeah, like a lot of his time goes to that. And I just yeah, I I feel like if that goes away, then you know you're trying to scramble to get that money back yeah you know yeah yeah and and it, after a couple of years i don't see that much going on so unless you've got that client that's like like andrew that's yeah. you know buying all these colonies for i mean i have friends that he's bought stuff from and yeah. it's a pretty phenomenal amount of oh it's of yeah investment it's, i know? mean it's amazing because it's like everything like from the corals to the fish to the wood on the floor that's built around it and the room oh, yeah. like I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's just no no the back room is, is amazing yeah. like yeah. i just want to hang out in the back room yeah. you know and yeah all that wild. stuff yeah totally um yeah i but but i also have that argument no argument i always say to people like i have clients that have very fancy cars and the money that they spend on that compared to what he's spending on this mm-hmm. it's very comparable on that like level of wealth yeah you know? and i feel like the just the reef thing is it's i mean to me is way more rewarding and i mean andrew's yeah. like really yeah. involved with the tank very much so um, yeah but he probably i mean he probably could if he wanted to he could hire more people that were really experienced people right. but right. um i i appreciate and i like the fact that he you know wants to get his hands in the oh, tanks yeah. you know yeah it's awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah did you see that his uh the picasso tank you know the tank that he got with all the yellow and the white, the one that he spent so much money on. I don't think I saw. Was, there might have been an yeah, article so, on it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the aberrant, you know, it was all the different. It was a like the koi. It was big. It was a sailfin. Mm-hmm. And he paid a lot of money for that. And it's changing back to its original color. Oh. <laughs> like it's Whoops. turned like almost to like a normal sailfin. Yeah. Like he just posted recently that it's yeah. like 
So that is, I would imagine, something environmental that they're yeah. thinking with the, those variants. Interesting, because you, know? you almost kind of collect a little bit of data from an experience like that, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it is something environmental. But I'd like yeah. to know, like, Jason Fox has a huge collection of, like, koi tanks and, and mm-hmm. that stuff, like, mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, that's mm-hmm. his thing. I didn't know. And yeah. I would, I need to ask Jason, like, you know, what, uh, does he have that kind of experience with mm-hmm. some of that stuff? Yeah, and they're, I wonder. Yeah. They're a different tang than, than the, the sailfin, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, it may be just this one, but... But I know he spent a lot of money on that fish and, I mean, took it for injections. Like, he, he did a lot of work on that fish to <laughs> wow. get it there. And then now it's, like, changing colors. Yeah, so. if I find the article, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, so we yeah, can yeah, take a look yeah. At it, but, he just uh, did it recently. It was, like, it, he did a post about it recently. Yeah. So, yeah. about it changing. But originally, I think, uh, did Jake do a, an article on that? Possibly. Okay, so this is, yeah, a while ago then. Yeah, or I'll find yeah. it. And I can send yeah. it to you if I Cool. If I yeah, see. sounds good. Cool. All right, man. Cool. Well, thanks so much yeah. for the chat, and uh, oh, awesome. yeah, we'll uh, I'll get uh, yeah we'll follow up after this and figure figure out the ends of it. But uh, thanks okay. for making time, and uh, right. yeah, have a good night, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Cheers. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this conversation with John Yell of Reefworks Corals. If you're in the U.S., make sure you go to his website at reefworkscorals.com and then go to events and you can see all the many 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 events in different cities he will be attending and selling his awesome corals at also check out his instagram at reefworks underscore corals and if you have any suggestions for future guests want to just ask us a question make a suggestion make a criticism whatever you want to say feel free to reach out at beyondthereefpod at gmail.com Remember to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you're looking for high-quality aquacultured corals in Canada, please check us out at fraggarage.ca. Hope to hear from you soon.